All right, here we go. When the politicians keep politicking, before you turn to excessive drinking, spend some time collectively politicking with the show where I don't know, man. Because the truth is, I don't know, man. Jerry's teaching me how to sing. I just, I don't know, man. Not bad, Sean. I didn't know you can get that high. It was a little raspy. Too much coffee today. That's right. That's yeah. right. A lot of coffee going on. Um, how's it going, my little snowflakes? Oh, shit. I didn't mean to boo, but whatever. Sean, you're supposed oh. to say politinkerets. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, I guess that's why the boo. That's why the boo. Yeah. The, yeah. The, I wasn't my, sure. My what tinks, 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 no, tinks, tinks, tinks. Joey's tinks. Sorry. And then Sean's politinkerets. I didn't realize we were doing shtick. Hey, however you identify yourself, it's fine. You know what I mean? <laughs> could be a hero. could be a villain. We'll see with the Beach Boys. Somewhere today. on the Hard scale. I like Hard to say. <laughs> um, my name is Sean O'Brien. I'll be hosting this episode. Hello. Any question to the guys? Hi, Sean. Um, with me, as always, I don't know who I'm going to go to first. One of you two. Sean Spock. God damn it. <laughs> Sean got it. Joey's raising his hand, say me. That doesn't work on podcasts, man. Sean Foss. I'm doing, I'm doing the this guy thumbs. He's, the, yeah, yeah. He's, doing his thumbs. <laughs> he's still doing this guy thumbs. And as yeah. always, the guy doing this guy's thumbs is Joe Bond. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Nice, welcome, to, nice to see you again. You're welcome. As always, my friend. Yeah. We you're really gonna... we don't really get to talk much really, outside of this we podcast. Don't, no, no. We do not talk at all outside of this podcast. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Um, yeah. Well, well, okay. We'll keep it that way then. <laughs> I no, it's not to... that it's unfortunate. I want to overstep our bounds there. It's not that exactly. <laughs> and there is no barrier set up, but it's just interesting that we only know each other by way of microphone. By way of microphone. <laughs> I like that. The way of the microphone. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly. the life I've chosen. But we can hang out anytime you want. We could just do whatever you want, man. I'll go see a movie with you. You want to see a movie sometime? That's a great idea. What do you want to say? Mm-hmm. What's going on? Are you on? like a superhero movie guy? Oh. Can, can I go? No, I am Me not. neither. Me neither. So we're recording this. <laughs> we're recording this a week before where I'm actually going to be next week when mm. you guys hear this, which is going to be Comic-Con. Ooh. Comic-Con. It's going to be fun. I go... Uh, fuck Comic Con. I'm gonna get into it. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about Comic Con a little bit, but because of well, this, actually, or- if, if I could, before you do, uh, just a uh, quick little reminder announcement for ah, all the uh, politinkerets out there. Yeah. Um, so those of you that are subscribed to the uh, Politinkering podcast, uh, you will have to resubscribe. The feed is moving. We are no longer going to be affiliated with SoundCloud. So uh, please uh, hop on over and resubscribe. Fawcast.com. That's Fawcast.com. But for sure, all your podcast. Could- How could one resubscribe? All you need to do is log into iTunes if you are subscribed through there and uh, resubscribe just as you did the first time, like a virgin. Uh, The other option is if you are using... (laughs) Sorry, man. Is that in the copy? (laughs) If you are using a podcatcher, you can uh, log on to forecast.com and grab the new RSS feed, pop that into your podcatcher, and away you go. (laughs) 
<laughs> your like radio voice is so funny. Every time you jump into it, man, you always you you literally are born to do commercials. It's amazing. Does it, how does it make you feel every time you do like a commercial voice? Um, it, you know, it's it's something I've um I've never had a problem with performing. Um, oh, you know, it's just kind of like uh just a different track in your brain. It's like putting a record needle just in a, sure. like a different place. Right. On. I don't know. Just yeah. Do you think that comes from your experience with the silent majority? Um, <laughs> yeah, my uh, previously mentioned improv. Sorry, I, yeah. sorry to say in that sing-songy voice. That was yeah, D- very condescending. That's, I guess that's how you have to say it, though. <laughs> if you're talking about an improv group, it's almost oh, yeah. yeah, it's like kind of a prerequisite. Exactly, you yeah. have to have a snide. I'm when sorry. you were with the freed nuts. <laughs> I, I had to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Improv, sketch up. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, resubscribe. We're- well, it's about 11 p.m. here mm-hmm. on a Saturday, the week oh. before. I am fucking cracked out on coffee, which coffee. is good. Coffee. Mm-hmm. I know it's weird. It's one of the few like East Coast water. East Coastism. No, I say water. Yeah, I is say. That a thing? You say he, water. He's a water. You're a water guy. Oh, water. I've actually yeah. corrected he's a myself. Philly guy, I corrected mm-hmm. myself. He's Philly. It's all good. No, I say coffee. I try. It's weird. Anyway, whatever. Fuck it. Um, <laughs> but most people are gonna be very sleep deprived anyway. At least I will be next week. I'm not really though. I don't. Most people who do Comic Con don't fucking sleep or go through it. Mm. I'm gonna get into it in general. But let's let's do our main question at the top. Mm. That kind of has, you know, tangentially related to comic books, etc. We'll talk about a bunch of shit. I guess I'll do. I might even do a ramp. We'll see. The biggest question that everybody always asks, as it relates to politics and philosophy, is. What's a hero? I'm holding out for a hero. I'm holling out for a hero. What is a hero? For the morning light? I don't know. I mean, does the wind beneath my wings? <laughs> well, he's got to be good and he's got to be fast and he's got to be fresh from the fight. I need a hero. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have a rant. No. I actually don't have a rant. And I, to be honest with you, I'm not even sure we're going to get to that question. No, um, I, I just want to talk about comic books. Mm. Um, do you, how do you guys feel about comic books? Sean, tell me about comic <laughs> books. Do you like comic books? Um, not really. I don't like anything that involves reading. Um, well, comic books in a weird way, you're not reading. I know. They always told me that, and they like tried to get me involved in that because I was like one of the dumb kids. But like, yeah, that's it. Still, just wasn't. Yeah, I'd uh, rather watch a movie. Uh, okay. Okay. A movie feel like is the visualization of a comic book, right? It's yeah, storyboarding, isn't it? More and or less. Yeah. It's the same reason I don't watch foreign movies. Oh. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so it just stems from your fear of reading, I guess. Not fear, hatred. Hatred. Fair yeah. enough. Okay. <laughs> yes. Very fair. Don't just we stain. fear? Don't we hate what we fear or something? Isn't there a Yoda quote like that? Fear, uh, fear leads to anger. Hate, hate leads yeah. to anger. Anger. Wait, no, no. Anger. Anger leads to fear. Fear, fear leads, leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Yeah, something like that. The, I'm sure the nerds out there are going to hate us, especially during this <laughs> comic comic comment episode. That's yeah. what I. That's okay. what it you is. Better be right. Was it fear leads to anger? Anger leads to fear. Fear leads to hate. Hate leads to the dark side. Uh, uh, no, it's something it was suffering. The... There's some suffering in there. <laughs> oh shit, there is suffering. Yeah, fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate, and hate leads to suffering. No, that's not. No. That's definitely not it. God damn it! It doesn't matter. You're right. Well, yes, it does. That's the thing. Joey, how much of a Fucking nerd are you? <laughs> I'm a pretty big nerd, and especially when it comes to Star Wars, I feel like I'm, I'm up there with the originals. I've definitely seen the originals hundred, not a hundred, maybe a hundred times. Okay. Um, Each I, one? What's your favorite? What's your favorite Star Wars? Actually, it used to be, I always say Empire is probably the best movie, but to be honest, I fell in love with the original Star Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love the ending of it. I love the pacing. I fell in love with the music and the Death Star trench run. I love okay. the ending of Star Wars. I, I was always kind of like that. I like the dogfight aspect of the end of it. It was kind of oh, cheesy. Like World War, World War yeah, I'm a cheesy month. little war nerd like that. <laughs> like I like old school war movies and like that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's kind of what appealed to me, I guess. Okay. The Sean, underdoggy. You? Do you yeah. like Star Wars? Uh, yeah, I like the Star Wars uh, better than the uh, the Star Trek. Okay. Um, 
Yeah, Star Trek's boring. Star Wars. So why are you action. a nerd then? I mean, you're. Oh, Star I never Wars claimed guy. to not be a nerd. Oh, okay. I just got it. Don't like you just reading. Like to call us nerds. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah, okay, enough. guys. I was. I was right about the Yoda thing. By the way. Let's say what it was. Then. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yeah, it starts with fear, and ends with suffering. Starts with the fear. Well, yeah. when, when and then suffering leads to the dark side. No. What yeah. The fuck? And hate leads to suffering. And. Yeah. Hate is the dark side. That's it. Suffering is the yeah. End it's all the it's hate. all the dark side. It just ends yeah. hate there. And suffering. That's, that's fear is the path to the dark side because fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Okay, whatever. It's fine. I mean, it's shitty dialogue anyway. It's George Lucas. He's an idiot. Wow. Yeah. Poor George Lucas. Um, what's your favorite Star okay. Wars? Okay. No, I'm not saying that. Okay. Sorry. Uh, I just you can't. I just, 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 just heard a lot. No, I don't want to start that whole. Tangent. <laughs> this is the episode to do that. That's true. Well, has it, have you guys seen the documentary The People, the people versus, versus George, George Lucas? Lucas? I have indeed. It's a great documentary it in is. general. And I love the idea of like who owns art after a certain period of time. Mm-hmm. Like, can you fuck with the originals and stuff? And who, yeah, does he have Go the Go for it, brother. I think he does have the authority to fuck with the originals, even though I hate it and it sucks. But to be honest, it's his. Well, and- why don't you clarify what you're talking about first? So basically, in the 90s, George Lucas decided to remake the original Star Wars and add certain things and redo certain things. Then uh, people were in uproar over certain things. <laughs> Obviously, the Han sh- shot first is a big one. Uh, That's bullshit. What is? To change no, it to Han shot oh, first. Yeah, oh, the I, fact I'm agreeing that he did with that. The, the nerds. The nerds, yeah, yeah, I agree with them too. And, and then the they the added a, he added a bunch of CGI, which is kind of lame. You may want to clarify what that is too, as far as Han shot first. It's a computer generated no, imagery. In the first <laughs> in the first episode of Star Wars, there's a there's Stirrers. obviously the cantina scene. He's I'm sorry, it's not the first episode. Dun, I apologize. Dun, 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 dun. Episode four, A New Hope. God. The cantina scene in Mos Eisley. Chronologically, mm-hmm. the first one made. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so anyways, Continue. they're in the <laughs> then after uh, Luke and uh, Obi Wan leave, um, we're left with a scene with. Uh, with Han and Greedo. And basically, um, in the original, uh, Han shoots first because he's the sly, clever, uh, ev- not quite evil, but he's got a little dark side to him. He's not afraid to shoot the guy first. Basically. Yeah, he's he's a got badass. the gun hidden under the table that it, the other guy doesn't know about. Well, this, he knows that Greedo's going to shoot him. Yeah. yeah, he knows. And he's been reading the scene and reading the guy, and he's kind of that scoundrel is the word they call him. He's go. a scoundrel. He's clever. So anyways, and, and, then he, and he changed it in the new one in the 90s, George Lucas did, to now that Greedo shot first and missed. And then Han kind of slightly moved to the right and shot and killed him. But like it looks awful and clunky and it's silly and doesn't quite It's a good example of as far as like one of the changes that they made to just the movie itself. Now the the question at hand is well, changes the character. Yeah. Sure, sure. And and that's that's sacred to a lot of fans. Well, well, the, and that gets to the heart of the question. I mean, who, who once once a piece of work is created, is it is it still the artist's? Can the artist continue to change it, or does it actually d- d- is d- does do fans or does the the you know the audience itself have just as much, if not more, ownership over the piece of work? I mean, if if Leonardo da Vinci, you know, twenty years later came in and wanted to touch up the Mona Lisa, does he have, does he have the right to do so? Uh, I don't know about that actually. <laughs> so it's the same kind of. I thing don't as, like that. Yeah, because honestly, I, I'm such a hipster. Like, I always like the original stuff. I always like the first albums of, like, most artists and rock bands. Oh, I hate myself when I say that. But um, <laughs> it's true. I was uh, there before you heard of them. Yeah. No, I like the first two Springsteen albums. I like the first two. I like the— Oh, I can go crazy. <laughs> I could start naming every band. Well, but that's—so that's the question. I mean, so who owns the piece of work once the piece of work is made? Yeah. When when the artist has rolled it out to the public, right? We'll just—we'll take the simple example, the painting, right? A painter paints a painting, and— deems it finished 
gives it to the museum and or you know that it says okay I'm going to sell this and sells it to somebody else the person now who owns it at that point once the artist has sold it to somebody else right let's just say let's just stop there the the artist sold it to another person who bought it loves it exactly how it is then the artist has a dream one night and thinks oh fuck I fucked it up and knocks on the door of the person who purchased it and says hey I fucked up I'd like to change this thing in the painting and the the person who owns it now do they have a right to say no or does the artist is the artist does the artist have a right to change what their work Sean Faw Oh, so many questions buried in here. Uh, legality, morality, um, you know, I mean, and the idea of a recreatable artwork versus a one-off artwork. Those are, you know, I, I think two very separate things. Um, Stick with I, the painting analogy. Okay. Um, so, I mean, with a painting, you, you, no, I mean, you know, I, I, but then again, that goes back to my concept of what is art. And, you know, once you sell something, it's no longer yours. So you, uh, you know, you're done with that. Okay. If you think of a better idea, then, you know, paint it again with that better idea and fucking sell that again. Got it. Okay. Joey? Which is kind of what Lucas did. He mm-hmm. kind of just repackaged the original idea with some additions to it and mm-hmm. sold it again. Yeah. And, you know, moralistically, I have no problem with what he does. The The problem I have is the keeping it out of public domain as well. So if you want to make changes and get a new copyright on that version, cool. But I think that uh, uh, copyright lasts way too long. So in our remix culture, we should be able to access those things and be able to play with that. And, you know, he can decide what is actually canon, but we can have those outside works that are, you know, still not well squashed. Sure. But but here's the here's the other problem is that it's not it's not like he just changed it and then has the other one. It's that the original is is made almost unavailable. That's the problem. It's it's almost impossible to find a, a, a DVD or a Blu-ray copy. Actually, you can't. There is no Blu-ray copy of the original. Right. Um, the only one that kind of existed was the laser. The laser disc. Yeah, yeah. And then they there's there was one limited DVD release which I managed to grab mm. the, of the three that has on the B side on like you know the the B side. Look at me. The um. Oh, the untouched version or something. Yeah. This, on the the second yeah. DVD is the is the laser disc transfer of the original. Mm-hmm. So that's wow. the only way to get it on DVD, which fortunately I have. And that's but again, the only way I watch them. It, this is a because pro- I fucking can't stand. I can't stand the fucking cantina thing or the you know the song in Return oh. of the Jedi just drives me crazy. The crazy you yeah. know, girl singing. Jabba in the first one, the Jabba scene with with Han. Jabba when he walks, yeah. bug me crazy. When he walks goofy. over, yeah, yeah that just looks shitty. It's not you know it would have been fine. If it it's goofy. And I mean, the basically every change that was made to it mm-hmm. made it made it worse for me. I, yeah. I can't think of a change in any of the three that makes it any better. There, the additions. I mean, e- even when they're fucking flying, even um, so it could be argued in Empire Strikes Back when they added a couple of the different fucking you know, the the speeders around in the in the the Hoth fight. The, it looks a little bit fuller, but even still, it's like oh. it's just clunkier. Well, I thought of you, one improvement. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, go ahead. Uh, the <laughs> just simple the explosion at the end of the New Hope, the Death Star. They added like some like oh. rings around it. Yeah, looks yeah. a little better. Okay, sure. So like the models, like the graphics, like that. Yeah. Okay, I'll give them that if they want to remaster the graphics and make it look a little less modelly yeah. and better. Okay. Oh yeah, I mean just like the general touch up of like that's converting fine. the film. That the col- that's great. the coloring. Yeah, exactly. That's okay, right? 
Well, I mean, it's that's what's Some hard people to say. Have a problem with that. It, it, yeah, like, it goes to the core of like what yeah. you actually see. If it looks different than what you see, then the emotion that you does get it out make it, it look less like film? Actually, I'm kind of curious. Well, yeah, like originally mm-hmm. C3PO yes, was like a lot more muted, and right. then like in the touched up version, he's like yeah, like a really bright yellowy goldy color. So he went from like more of a silvery bronzy thing to like a more you know gold thing. Right. So you know that's just kind of like one example of like how everything kind of just. I wonder how much of it was was in his mind to match up with the new tri- the new prequels well i think it's i think it's just time everything in the 70s was well first off it was low budget but secondly everything in the 70s was just dirty and gritty right and now we're in a time period or we especially were around the, the turn 90s of the for sure yeah we had that you know the digital revolution where everything is shiny and polished and, and exactly but it worked so well in the genre of sci-fi because there was nothing really like that everything was like super shiny and smooth right but it was still and a product for, of its time and place do you and mean so, for star wars originally yeah i mean in yeah. 1978 or whatever it was 77 sorry jesus but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was filmmaking then, and filmmaking now has changed. And if he wanted the new audience, I, I think it was—I don't know that it was necessarily the best decision in hindsight. But you know, from a corporatocracy sort of standpoint, I—you know—I assume most companies would have done that same thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, so in, back to the kind of philosophical element of it. In general, I'm of the opinion that once an artist creates the thing, it is no longer theirs. It is now the audience's, and and mm. now yeah, it's now it's their. Per, I mean, it's their prerogative. It, I don't have a philosophical you know i i'm not too hard nosed on it i mean if an artist claim if an artist says no this is mine i want to change it i actually don't have enough of an argument to say why they ought not be allowed um because i don't think that the audience it, you know the the audience has their emotional response to it mm-hmm. and that's fair and that's valid um and i i i'm certainly totally in favor of conti- like keeping that available so in our uh, our earlier example of the painting like mm-hmm. that painting you know, I don't think that the artist ought to be allowed to come in and just change that painting itself. Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not very fucking easy to repaint a painting, especially when you're talking about a film. You can't just remake the exact same movie and kind of create the exact same thing. Right. But um, in that instance, I mean, it, it would be more of a, um, you know, a pitch again, essentially. So, you know, I sold this painting and I think I can make it better. And so I'm going to go to the guy that owns it and say I can make it better. You know, it's up to him now if he wants me to make it better or not. No, like, sure. But well, but I mean, the other problem, of course, the, the, the ownership element was the easiest to do it but right. th- there are examples of of painters going into museums to like retouch up their mm-hmm. paintings that's already in a fucking museum right on. um and so that's the thing i mean is it now the publics or is it the painters and that's and i i, I honestly don't have an answer to that i, I don't know man i mean it's it, it, it as far as i'm concerned i think it's a case-by-case scenario and there are some works of art quote unquote that um mr sean I, I think it's pretty <laughs> i think it's a pure question of ownership if he sold that art piece, that then no, he can't come into the museum and touch it up. If he's just displaying he didn't it there, sell, that's what I'm saying. If, there, if there's no money is transferred, okay. So, but but still ownership would be transferred. Not so, really. Okay, so if he still owns let's it, just and say he's he donated just, it. If he, uh, well, no. If you donate, you're transferring ownership. Fine, if I donate he, my car, he hung it up. Like the museum says, I'd like we'd like. Yeah. To hang so stuff. If, if it's on display, if he's having like a a show in the gallery, then yeah, sure, he still owns it. Not a show in a gallery. I'm saying like, so it's, it's ah, the ownership out of it is tough. I mean, I, I, I guess I'm with you there. It's a nice hard nosed way to do it, but I, but it's still, I think it's too, it's too easy. It's too easy of a question to just simply say once money is exchanged hands or once some sort of contractual agreement, be it verbal or otherwise, um, has said, okay, now you may have this as display. And then the quote, you know, the have there is the tough part. It's like, well, does that mean that the museum now owns it or not? Or is it the public's? I mean, at what point 
does the audience ever own it? Because uh, in that case, it would be no. You and know? That, well, that's why I feel like a painting is kind of a a, a harder concept because there's right, only that's one why of we're them. doing it. But um, that's why it's easier to go with that one though. Like well, everything else, sure, it's fine. Yeah. Everything everything else can be reproduced or changed. As far as like the everything else, as far as the film yeah, stuff, yeah. I think you should keep the original available, and then you can change whatever the fuck you want as much as you want, whatever you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the the painting one gets more of the the philosophical heart of the issue. Uh, I, I, yeah, I just I can't get past the ownership idea. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, let's just say there is no ownership involved. How? Where? Where? Where does that exist? What world are we living in? Where? A hypothetical one. I'm, I'm, I'm presenting a thought experiment. Yeah. That, that um, may not exist in the real world. No, and I, I, I just have, I, I, I can't conceive of this world. Um. So how do we have? There is a museum, right, mm -hmm. that allows artists to show their things. Um, but you know, once you've, once you've submitted it to the museum for display, there's for, a, uh, yeah, there's display. a submission process by which your paintings are picked. Right. And they're deemed, and, they're deemed of, of the highest public importance, right on. you know, and social and cultural importance. And then you just run in and start adding a dick to everything. And, uh, sure. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's make it, <laughs> let's make it fair. Let's, let's simply say, because you know, then you can argue, well, the person's not in their right mind or whatever, and, yeah. or whatever it is. Let, let's and simply then contractual say that, obligation. Right. right. Let's simply say that they want to go in because they want to fix yeah, the yeah. smiles just a little bit off. But of course yeah. that's the thing that makes it beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right. That's what makes everybody so interested in it is that the smile has this bizarre, you know, the Mona Lisa smile has this kind of slight change to it. And you want to change it. <laughs> Unfortunately, I, I still fall under like an ownership thing and okay. that's like a lease situation. So like, so I, the artist is still yeah. under the obligation or the artist still has the right to change it if they want the audience, the, the, the audience and the museum curators have no say in that. Uh, no, no. I think that's like, um, you know, you've uh, leased a vehicle to someone and now you've decided that the vehicle should be blue. Uh, that's not really something that you can do. So, you know, once you get that back. Why can't you do that? Um, you, the person that that is leasing the vehicle can, but like right. the company can't. Just well, how is it a lease? What's, because you're, that piece is essentially on loan to the museum, right? But are you getting a monthly payment? I don't get that. No, no. But it, I mean, even if no money is exchanged, it's still an agreement for a period of time that you own, that you have this on display okay. and it has met this criteria. You have, you know, deemed this worthy of display in your museum. I see. So, um, well, Joey, help us out. What do you think, Ben? About what? Sorry. So ultimately we have a question here, right? There's the painting that the artist has created. They've donated it. It, 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 there's this museum that is headed by curators that deems artwork of the most of the highest cultural and so you know um, social importance. and artistic importance exactly okay. um and they'll they put it up for display for audience for an audience um no money's exchanged hands um no as far as we can tell you know the contractual ownership is a little bit tough i guess it's sort of a lease situation but let's just say let's just say it's like an unspoken thing nobody actually talks about it it's just this like <laughs> yeah there's there's no it's it's a, it's a, a, it's one of those things where if they accept your work into it it's a, it's just an automatic boost for you as an artist or whatever I it is um so the this painter you know is asked to show their thing or it's a mutual agreement an unspoken mutual agreement um that they'll hang it up in the thing and then the artist suddenly realizes no i'd like to go in and change this and to what he perceives as is better i feel like there is an actual realistic realistic example of this and i apologize if i forget it but there's like something that was like a bit racist and they oh you know what it was i apologize now i know 
Uh, but maybe it's not this. But I think there's a mural in Penn State. I was watching a documentary. I mentioned ESPN 30 for 30 documentaries all the time. It's one about Penn State. <laughs> and it was a mural with Joe Paterno on it. And the, the artist right. wanted to come back and change it because he didn't want Joe Paterno yeah. to uh-huh. be part of that legacy. And I there. also think the, 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 the statue of Joe Paterno, I think. Correct. That was mm-hmm. removed as well. Right. But, but this was actually like a mural. And the yeah, guy like yeah. – he like he like changed. He didn't actually like remove something. They did he, like, remove it, and then they then oh, he, he like, ended up adding it back with yeah, something else. Yeah, he did something else with it. Yeah. I forget what he did. Like but a he, halo, I think. But he definitely like did a couple of amendments. Oh, so. I think it was a halo. After he died, they oh they he wanted took the, the halo. halo off. They took the halo away. You're right. That's exactly. what it was. Yeah, after he died, he painted the halo, and then then when the whole scandal came out, <laughs> they he he he, he took it away. The halo. Um, well, I mean, that's something. I, I don't know. But at least that's kind of, I don't know. Is that kind of an example of what you mean? Well, I'm digging more at the artistic element of it. Um, as Does far he as have the ownership ability to do it? Precisely. Do, who, who owns the artwork? Is it the fans or is it the artist? Uh, I think it's tough. And I would actually say after a certain point, you got to say it's the fans. I know that sounds crazy because that's I would originally fine. say it's the artist all the time. Unless we talk about something kind of like Star Wars where – it's been a long period of time. It's almost like- Well, is it just time or is it also cultural relevance? It's both. And it's actually both. And I think also you can compare this kind of to public domain songs, which like you can use in certain, you know, pub royalty-free, I guess, if you would call it music, some, some like classical music, for instance, after a certain period of time or folk music. It just simply belongs to public domain. So I would say that after a certain period of time, Star Wars might become public domain. It's kind of part of our cultural relevance, if you want to call well, it that. Well, now it's too. part of Disney, so that's never going to happen. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so it's a bad but, example because Disney bought it all for billions and now well, they got it. Well, and, what's, so I think what's that, the advantage of something being in public domain? Let well, yeah, I that. think that's the biggest problem that we have here is just the fact that copyright law goes for so long. The, the idea of public domain is that we can share a culture, we can remix things, we can, you know, make things a part of a, a grander, you know, sort of human experience rather than it being locked in in perpetuity. Well, but then by to, that logic, anybody can change anything. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I mean, after th- a certain period of time, well, no, that's why I, you know, copyright law, just like patent law, it's, it's one of those things that is a necessary evil, but it needs to be honed in. It needs to have a certain amount of time. You know, patent law exists because you, that way, you know, you're not only protecting yourself, but you're also publishing how these things are done. So after that period of nine years or whatever it is that your patent runs out, now everyone can access how you've done and they can build upon that. So the same thing is true of copyright. Right. If you, you know, we have these stories, we have this, you know, public human experience that is shared and we have to be able to build upon that because those, you know, that's essentially the building is sure. But that's why I'm saying changing the initial thing itself, um, like the painting, the painting example is what I'm talking right. about here. So sure, anybody can, you know, anybody can repaint a similar type of thing or mm-hmm. change a different thing, whatever they want, but well, you can to change the painting itself. I got another example, but I think this is obvious though. This is kind of a simple example. The, boy, the Beastie Boys changed the lyrics of um, No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Okay. Because um, shit, uh, there's one of the lyrics is basically just really obscene, and he's mm-hmm. like, he's like, Mike is skeezing back with a whore. You know, right. he's like, he's uh, like, uh, you know, Mike D or one of them is skeezing yeah. back with a whore. Actually, I think it's um, MCA. Actually, sorry. I know that's bad. MCA's for, in the back because he's skeezing with, with yeah, the whole Right, MCA? Yep. Right on. Anyways, yeah. the point is that and they changed it and it's like skeezing. It's not like it's like he's such a bore. Or I don't know, whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, whatever. But the point is that. Or even just like, uh, there's another example. Dire Straits did this with the word faggot. They didn't want to use it in the money for nothing. Yeah. So, I mean, people have done that with their lyrics all the time. And when they changed it as they grow older with that, I think that's clearly their prerogative, right? Well, yeah. Well, that's the, the question. I mean, why? Why? Well, Why no. isn't that an element of the of of 
Gotcha. Well, no, I was just going to say that the problem exists. Good question. The, the reason the analogy breaks down a little bit is because with the painting, it is a one thing. With the the dire straits, those those things still exist. Right, exactly. Everything so you still, still have exist. the original version, and then you know you can access this new version if your ears are more attuned to that. Right. right. You can't eighty four style go back and change right. all the past. And, exactly. and, well, and that's one thing I wanted to bring up on the Star Wars sure. thing. Then have you guys seen the despecialized version? What do you mean, the D special? Yeah, I have. Okay, so this is a version that is essentially cobbled together from a bunch of hackers that have gotten together all sorts of pieces of the film in different formats to try and recreate the original experience. So they had like pieces of movie prints and they had like some big chunks from like some of the DVD releases that mm -hmm. were like, and they basically undid all of the special yeah, effects they recut it. and tried to get it back to its original theatrical release. Mm -hmm. By the way, I do recommend doing this for the prequels. There's some of them on YouTube that are actually pretty good they, they kind of specialized prequel kind of well they, basically they just take, they take away no but they take oh. away like jar jar binks and like shitty oh, things like, oh, gotcha. just like a recut oh. but they take away all the bad stuff right on but like these the despecialized edition it's it's you know as close as we can get to the original but there's not a real way for normal people to get it it's you know a a torrent thing it's a hacker community sort of thing mm -hmm. i like that um, i like it a lot it's technically <laughs> illegal so you know you even though you know uh hundreds of maybe not hundreds but a lot of people worked on that and put a lot of hours into it no one can actually benefit from that. it reminds mm -hmm. me of the old days where they like grateful dead's records would have to be like mm -hmm. Passed around with like cassettes or like exactly. reel to reels or something like that. It's like that's kind of cool. Like each everyone had like their own co like recordings of each concert. And they, you know, I love that idea. Well, so what 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 are you saying though? Um, I'm saying that that shit should be allowed, and that's the that's what we're right. missing with this indefinite copyright system yeah, I, that we I have. I know, I understand. You're, <laughs> we still haven't gotten to the heart of the issue there, as far as who own. I like, I get the fact that you agree. You think that like the public can be able to share and build upon everything, mm -hmm. right? That's fine. I get that. Okay. that. That's cool. I agree with you. Right sure. On. Like once someone creates something, I don't give a fuck about the copyright element. Okay. But I'm, what I'm more interested in, like the, the painting itself, the painting in and of itself, mm -hmm. should the artist be allowed to go and change it? Well, I mean, in your because under your logic, theoretically speaking at least, and correct me if I'm wrong, but anybody can then go and change that painting because it is in now the public domain. So uh, anybody with a fucking pencil can walk up and do whatever they want to the painting. Well, no, that's different. The public domain does not allow you, uh, you know, the uh, the Constitution is essentially in the public domain. That doesn't allow you to go into the Smithsonian and write your name in with the rest of the, well, that's the names what I'm saying. of the Constitution. Well, no, but you, you can make a facsimile of that. You can make a copy of that and you can go from there. So that's, that's kind of always been the idea of public domain is that it is something that is recreatable. I, right, it's not a one-off. Then why can't you change the one-off thing? Um, That's my point. Like, who can change the one-off thing? Can anybody? Who, whoever owns it. Well, I think this goes well, back that, to your... That's what I'm saying. Who owns, who owns the thing in the public domain? Well, no, that's that's the thing. So, like, the who, the who um, like if we're talking about music, well, someone... Just the painting. Can, just look well, at the painting. Uh, or, again, yeah, yeah, music. If we're talking about music, someone can own the rights to a piece of music, and eventually that the rights to that piece of music can be in public domain, and anyone can take those words and use them again. But that doesn't mean that they get to come into your house and take the pieces of paper that they were written on. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, to me, that's the same thing as the painting. Right, but again, that's The pu public okay. domain does not mean that you have, it doesn't mean that it's automatic, that this 
original thing is now a possession of the Smithsonian and that everyone owns a piece of it, it means that you can use reproductions of that original thing to do with it what you want. So So like Obama's image is public domain. You can make a little bobblehead of Obama and you can actually, you know, sell that and make a profit if you wanted to. So, you know, that that doesn't mean that you own Obama. It just means that you own the right to make a facsimile. I I just can we not answer the, the painting question? Like, that's what I'm saying. In my thought experiment, mm-hmm. can the painter go in and change the painting? Not if he doesn't own it. I'm saying there is no ownership exchange one way or the other in that say in that in that instance. Let's just say the idea of ownership doesn't exist. <laughs> Help, me Help me out there. Okay, here we go. Here we go. I got, no I, I, gotta, like, I got no, a good example. I got, I got an example that kind of sure. builds on yours. If Jefferson Can you just use this example though. Well, it's, it's similar. I think okay. it will help help Sean fall out. All right. If Jefferson is cryogenically frozen and woke up today, mm-hmm. and he said, "I want to make some Who changes to, I want to make some changes to the Declaration of Independence," mm-hmm. will we let him? We'd hear him out. Certainly hear him out, but we'll be letting him. If you <laughs> no. just want to change the wording of something. No, because it's been ratified and he knows that's against the shit. Yeah, it's, this is... This, 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 yeah, they, <laughs> Damn it, that's law. That's not law. I know. I'm okay. talking more about the, the yeah. art of it. All right, right. I'll simply answer your question. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yes. The, the, the artist is allowed the to painter go. should The painter ought to be allowed yes. to go in. So you think the painter... Okay. That's what I, th- I think they should be But allowed. you also said that at some point it becomes so culturally important. Correct. That, I okay, do think so there is a line. I think, so, it, and it has to do with exactly what you said, cultural or historical significance. Right, but that's why the caveat of it being in this place itself is that it's deemed of the most important cultural and, and artistic significance. That's, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the only way for it to get into the place. And once it passes that line, the artist cannot change it then. That's what I'm saying. So once it's in this building, it can't do it anymore. Which building? The building that, the, the, in this thought experiment, If it's right, just an I've art, created this- an art museum- <laughs> No, no, because an art museum is slightly. It's not a museum. Different. It's a thought experiment. What I'm saying is All that right. there is this building that once you once you kind of once the piece, it's there's no such thing as ownership. Once this art, once this artistic piece has passed through the public, you know, the, the public and critics, everything, it basically is now kind of, according to Hoyle, of the most cultural and artistic significance ne- possible. Gotcha. OK. Should the artist be be is the artist allowed to cross that barrier and change it within the building, or or is there now some sort of weird kind of ownership created where the audience the it's more okay. important to the audience yeah. than it is to change the artist? Change your mind. Change your mind. Okay, so so yeah. the artist cannot no, cross the no boundary? longer do that if it's a, if it's in the building and the building is you're right historical. Yeah, the only way for it to get in there is that it is the utmost. They cannot. That's and, the boundary. Then that's the line. If it's in the building, no. Okay. Okay. So now, so once we, Sean, where are you at with that? <laughs> I just ownership. want to move on. Are you, <laughs> to move on? are you able to wrap your mind, mind around? That? I still can't get past ownership. Okay, that's yeah. fine. We'll move no, on. Yeah. So okay. let's talk about some heroes. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> well, you know what though? The good news is it's a philosophy. It's a philosophy show. So we had fun with that. I mean, that's <laughs> sort, that's sort of. I've, I'm I'm at least satisfied in that element. Let's talk about Comic Con a little bit. Yeah. This is gonna be more fun. So and, how many times have you been there? A lot, a lot. Um, so when I was in film school, my and, and um, we're talking about specifically San Diego, right? Uh, yes, I mean I've also been there's, to WonderCon. There's other Comic Cons, right? Oh, there's plenty. Yeah, okay. there's plenty. There's, the New York Comic Con is like the second biggest one ish. There's also WonderCon, which used to be in San Francisco. Um, it then moved to Anaheim about four years ago, and it was there for for I guess two three years. Uh, I might have been three years ago, and only this past year it moved up to LA. So, so WonderCon's now in to LA. me Comic Con is interesting because it used to be like this kind of like underground thing, and then it's become I guess it's a few a years ago it's become nightmare a huge now. mainstream. 
mm-hmm. shitstorm of media so and advertising. It's and exactly that. When it's I first, commercial. so when I was in film school, we used to go, and it was quiet. It was chill, and the whole kind of convention center was. It was. It was very cool. That you you could see everything, and you could you know the back when it was actually about comic books. It, well, it was half and half when in I started. Good old days. It was still, Hollywood had sort of you know breached it, and there were there were you know the the Fox had their big thing, and Warner Brothers had their you know they, all the studios had their their big sections in the convention hall Mm -hmm. and then also the other big thing they had was so there's something called hall h which seats about six thousand people Mm. and that's where they would always roll out all the big things so if you know some big movie was coming out that's where they would show it but there were still you know comic book movies and shit like that now we're talking so this is about 2006 ish was the first time i went down there um uh maybe 2000 no it was 2006 um, and it was still quiet. It was chill. And you, once you get into Hall H, you just sit there all day. And it was great. And you see like all these huge things you could leave, come back. And there was never a line because there's mm. 6,000 people. It's really not, it, it was never that yeah, difficult. Yeah. We never had a problem getting in. Um, my, <laughs> and I was there the moment when I witnessed Comic Con die. The, it was, I, I want to say either 2000, it must have been 2008. The, I had been, you know, two, three times before that, and it was kind of cool. It might have been 2010, actually, I'm going to think of it. Anyway, whatever. We'll figure it out once I tell the story as far as <laughs> when. Um, the nerds will know. I know, right? Uh, but my girlfriend at the time was like, we need to go there early. Um, you know, we have to get there on Thursday earlier. I'm like, why? She's like, well, there's this new, like, so Summit Entertainment's going to do their thing, and there's a new movie coming out. That I um, that's probably gonna get really packed, and I'm like, no, it's not. We're gonna be fine. Like, it's fucking Comic Con. That's not. <laughs> there's six thousand people sitting in this thing. This is not gonna be a problem. Um, she's like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll see. So we drove there that morning, um, and we get there, and, and I'm looking around, and there's tents, and people have like slept out the night before. I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? To get in line? This is no. She's like, I told you. I'm like, what is this shit? It's like I'm telling you, Twilight. It's like this new thing, mm-hmm. Twilight. I'm like, oh, what is that? It's a vampire thing. Like okay, I guess. But the weirdest Shooky. thing was that I'm looking around. No, that's nah, no. okay. <laughs> I'm looking around, and they were all like preppy thirteen year old girls. Mm. And I was like, that's sort of the antithesis. That's like the villain <laughs> of like every you know the, every thirteen year old boy nerd who like is there in their mecca of fucking Comic Con. All of a sudden, there's these like preppy girls. What the fuck is this? This is the strangest thing I've ever the seen. The one species before. they don't encounter. Indeed. It was so weird. I'm like, okay, that's fine. We get in like without much of a problem, but we're way back farther than I thought we'd be. And they <laughs> they introduced Twilight. <laughs> and so now you Kirsten, were there at the beginning. Kirsten Stewart, Robert Pattinson, and Tyler Lautner are, were these kind of like you know gothy kids that all like you know it, you know indie whatever the fuck. They thought they were doing this tiny little fucking movie. Mm. They had no idea what they were getting themselves into. And I watched this shit because when they came out, the second they fucking emerged, it was a Beatles concert. And the sound that right. I heard that fucking pierced my brain. The cacophony. It was un. <laughs> Sean, do your falsetto craziness. What's it? Do you scream? Hello, Boston! It was it was just soul piercing and right the faces of those poor kids literally dropped. Like they went from this kind of exuberant, like, ah, this is kind of holy shit. What the <laughs> fuck did we get ourselves into? Um and it was amazing. And wow. and since then it's just gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. And it, I think at the time that was maybe 75,000 people went and it's up to about 175,000 people now still in Jeez. San Diego Convention Center. Yeah. You can't fucking walk around. 
Um, I usually go now, th- I, and I, then I used to go every day. I, yeah. I, I, we'd go down there, we'd get a hotel, share it with a bunch of people. Now I'll go down Thursday because maybe sometimes Wednesday night, like preview night, but mm. Thursday you go and it's, it's still very packed, but it's quiet and everything's cool and everything's pristine and everyone who dresses up, their costumes still look amazing. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, and it's fun. And then I usually bail like kind of halfway through the day. Cause you can't, you can't get into anything else anymore. Oh, right. You can't go into the panels. You can't get into fucking hall H or any like the cool. There's like specific tickets for everything now. There's right? no tickets. No, oh, no, that's the thing. You it's still just have to line up. Exactly. So wow. you could, you could line up the night before and get into hall H, but the problem yeah, is again, once you get that's into hall the only H, thing you can do that day. Exactly. It's a uh, First come, first nerd. Very Damn. nice. Very nice. <laughs> I am so sorry. I apologize. Yeah, so I'll go Thursday and then I fuck Friday and definitely fuck Saturday. I'm done with fucking Saturday. It's insane. Um, mm. I'll be with you guys or you guys will be listening to this, I guess, my little snowflakes. Um, <laughs> I'll take the, the other part, the other fun, and then I'll, I'll, every now and then I'll go down Sunday just to see the sort of haggard lost souls just uh. shuffling around San Diego with like half of their fucking Tron costume on. <laughs> <laughs> like their Spider-Man mask is just torn. There's just mascara everywhere. It's I, that area of San Diego is kind of fun though because it's near the gas, gas lamp, lamp district, district yeah. and there's a lot of bars and Oh yeah, for sure. No, it's it's definitely a scene. Well, it's, it's when I lived cool. in San Diego, that was like the place we just always avoided, regardless. It's touristy. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, very it's, it's yeah, it's um, very bro. It's like where the the uh, baseball stadium's down there too. Yeah, the base, yeah, it's Park. near the stadium. It's like where all the the um, uh, the military guys tend to hang out, and uh, it's like where the uh, the tourists go. So it's like you know that just annoying strip. Coronado. Uh, is that what it's called, Coronado? Oh yeah, the, I don't know. the base, sure. the little uh, yeah, the yeah. little island. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah Where they have the naval right. base. Yeah, that's cool though too. Whenever you drive down there, you can see them do like you can see them do you know the helicopters doing crazy shit and like mm-hmm. the tanks. And that's the, and that's the famous like bridge, that. you know where um, yeah, you know Anchorman. Anchorman. You know where uh, Ron vagina. Burgundy kicked the uh, sure. What's or what's his name? I've Jack only... Black kicked Ron Burgundy's dog off Baxter. the bridge. Baxter. Baxter. Oh. Damn it! Yeah, thank you. I wasn't an Anchorman fan. You didn't Me neither, see actually. Anchorman? I saw it, but you I didn't, didn't like it. Yeah. Me neither, actually. Not enough to remember it. Me neither, actually. Oh, it's okay. fine. It's fine. People got so way too much of a fucking heart on over that movie. It's it's a good, funny movie. It's okay, but it's not. Good comedies are rare nowadays. Mm. Um, I don't know. Sure, There's maybe, like one or two a year. Yeah, no, movie comedies are rare. And rare. It's mainly because it's hard to sell, though. I mean, cause... I've seen movies that are funnier than Anchorman, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, almost every year. I, I, okay. I, mean, I feel like there were more comedy movies that used to come out when we were younger. Oh, for sure. Though. Yeah. Well, it's be, because it's that mid-range. Yeah. It's that you know mid-budget it's movie thing. Mid-budget, and you can't sell it international. Which yeah. definitely gets us back on the comic element. Yeah. We've talked about our our distaste for superhero movies this whole time. <laughs> um, Which but, is oddly my only way of consuming superheroes. <laughs> well, you see, that's the thing, man. So okay, we'll, we'll get into that too. The comic books. Comic books for me, I remember I read them when I was a kid, and then I, when the death of Superman happened, mm. it, it was it was cool and it was kind of interesting. Yeah. But and I wasn't much of a DC guy. I liked Marvel. I bought them because I thought they might make money. But they would, yeah. Well, that's the thing. Death of mm. Superman would have, it totally would have. But they had that as an investment for sure. Same reason I had baseball cards as a kid. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, okay. But I kind of did. Literally, like the next fucking month, they you know there were all of a sudden four new Superman. Yeah. What the fuck is this shit? This is dumb. And that's more or less the last. So like ninety three was the last time I read comic books. And when I we may have talked about this before. I'm sorry. I kind of like the Shack one. (laughs) (laughs) But when when, you didn't didn't like you didn't pick one. Was that one of the official four? Oh, the four Superman that you liked. 
No, it was yeah, just, what was it? Shaq and Bizarro and uh, I like the cyborg, boy. yeah, and yeah. Superboy. The tough guy, uh, yeah. Superboy one was kind of cool, I guess, but still, it was stupid. I'm like fucking super. It was just dumb. Well, they had yeah. to mix it up a little bit, but they no, they could have just had him dead for a while. They had to get people to buy Superman comics again, right? Exactly. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. but, but I didn't the do comics again. Superhero. And then when I quit smoking in like 2011, the I. <laughs> I, you know, I basically kind of had to, I, I started running essentially instead of like smoking, but the other, what the, you running it from? was cigarettes or comic books. <laughs> it was, well, it wasn't cigarettes or comic books. It was the fact that, oh, I'm not smoking anymore. Here's I have $5, $5 dollars for a reward. Exactly. Yeah. Here's like a little oh. $4. And instead of buying a pack of cigarettes, yeah. I literally, I called my best friend, Chris, and I'm like, I'm like, dude, you want, I want to go to, and I think, um, I had, I had watched a couple of big bang theory episodes and I'm like, mm. I wonder what's going on in comics now. Um, and, and my friends always were die hard into comics always and i would read little things here and there like i read reef of vendetta i read watchmen so i'd always read the graphic novels here and there the mm. really good ones um and i was like dude take me to a comic book store he's like okay so we, <laughs> we why we you gotta be a big fat guy at the same time he was <laughs> you just um, did like a cartman voice i'm sorry oh no it was just an excited like <laughs> oh, oh i pictured one i pictured one yeah. oh, I'm sorry no it was very it was more excited <laughs> um at the time dc had just revamped everything and Everything was back at the beginning of the origin stories of everything. And I'm like, oh, mm. dude, this is fucking yeah, great. Yeah. So for the next two years, essentially, I went and was completely obsessed with comic books. And I I caught up completely. I went all the way back and I learned like the entire world and universes of DC and Mar and not so much Marvel, but definitely DC. Mm. Um so and I, I I haven't read as many comic books since, but then there's all the fucking indie comics and all that shit. Um, and then, of course, meanwhile, they're making superhero movies, which I can't fucking stand. Um, so that was the worst part. Okay. Yeah. How, how did you feel about Deadpool? I didn't see it. I just wonder. It's good. If, mm. I like Deadpool. I like Deadpool. So do you like like the kind of self-referential making fun of superhero movies movies? Well, no, no. I, I like good movies. Yeah. Time. I like good movies in general. I, I liked Avengers. I, and but, um, but it's more so like. Yeah, that could have been done really poorly. Like. When I what? go into it, I know I more or less know what I'm going to get into. Like, I mean, I liked Thor. I liked Iron Man. I liked when they liked all started. Thor? But Thor, sure, it was fine. Mm. It so was fine. I, mean, I kind of thought about this the other day because I was thinking about uh, narratives in general and just like good guys winning. Mm -hmm. And um, how many movies don't have the good guys winning? How many movies have kind of like an anti-hero or a villain as kind of the main? Nowadays? Yeah. Well, I, it depends on what you mean. Or even of all time, honestly. You probably have more of a knowledge of history of uh, narratives and stories. It, Throughout the 70s, that was the whole kind of thing. Yeah. That was the, the, It was always the anti-hero. And it's also a cultural thing, like too. Like late 60s to, to, to... Can you think of some for me? Just like name Bonnie it. and Clyde. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Goodfellas. I mean, Goodfellas. Well, that's 90s, yeah. though. I'm talking yeah, yeah. 70s. Oh, right on. Okay. Um, the, 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 what's it called anyway, but, um, the French connection, another great kind of gritty one where the, the you know, uh, Chinatown's a perfect example. Mm. There's no justice in it at all. Forget it, Jake, it's Chinatown. Um, but so it's not so much, but I mean, even if you are talking that element, even now it's not necessarily the case where it's like, it, it depends on the movie itself. I mean, a big Hollywood blockbuster, you're going to get a happy ending. It's just the way it I, is. It's $200 guess, million. Dollars in this yeah. I mean, thing. when you have a superhero movie, you automatically assume the superhero is going to survive and he's going to beat the bad guy in the end. So right. You, mm -hmm. Is that annoying that you just automatically know the narrative? No, I don't completely? care. I don't mind that at all. That doesn't bother me. It kind of bothers me. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, for something like a superhero movie, though, like that's, you know, if you're basing it on comic books, you know that there's a, a long lineage to pull from. Yeah, exactly. So, it, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise that this is just, one of many. I just need a little narrative twist. I mean, and I think that's kind of why Game of Thrones is clicking with no a lot stakes. of people. There's just no stakes. 
No, exactly. No, I agree. There's no stakes because you, you you know that you know exactly what's going you know the guy isn't and you know he's um what's the word um, invincible. Yeah, that's the problem with Superman. Like, yeah, he, you know, I never liked him. Exactly. There, there's you know no vulnerability. So why you know why the, care? The well, problem, kryptonite, but yeah, that's just the stupid. problem is how you tell it. So it's not. I mean, th- so if you want to talk narratively, th- so Greeks, right? The Greeks basically had the same story that they would rehash again and again and again and again and you knew exactly what the ending was oedipus right oedipus by sophocles basically right was a very common story everybody knew exactly what was going to happen but the reason that oedipus was so amazing was was because of the way it was done and just literally the words themselves the structure of it we we, you know the story it's just that you can you know you change little things here and there even though you know the ending it's just the way it's presented um so no that element of it doesn't bother me too much which gets me to another point that i'm going to go into but go Let's talk about this first. What? Sitcoms what? I said it's like sitcoms. Just like that, um, you know, for a very long time, sitcoms were almost all the same. And you kind of like knew what to expect. And there was this like, you know, home cooking sort of element to it of like, you know, uh, feeling uh, brain offedness. I think that's also one of the reasons why people eat McDonald's. Yeah, exactly. You know, they just know what they're going to get. And and, uh, there's something special about just like nostalgia and just knowing the same thing. It's the same reason why Fuller House, which was a fucking shitty show yeah. that Sean and I actually tried to watch it for yeah. like 15 minutes and we couldn't even so do I. it. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I was the same exact thing. And it, and Not it, even the cleavage could keep us going. No. Well, where's the cleavage? for at least the, it, it extended the watching period. Yeah. I guess. Who has cleavage? Uh, the the one sister came back with big old boobies. Oh, Jody Sweet. Yeah, like, that one. That's right. Anyway, yeah. so the point is that, you know, this, that was like one of the best rated shows of last year. I think yeah. even I heard that it was literally number one, like even mm. like more than Game of Thrones. That sounds extremely unlikely. Uh, most watched, maybe. Because yeah, you I mean, know, Netflix no keeps stats way. of this. Maybe they're yeah. exaggerating, but well, it's the same reason. They said, well, they, yeah, they said they it was their be best-selling most... show of all. It's the same oh, reason sure. Titanic is still number one. Like, the fact watched. that ne- that's number one on Netflix. That Netflix is huge now. That's yeah. a, that's that doesn't mean that it, just because it's the most watched doesn't mean it's the best. I didn't say it's the best. Mm-hmm. I'm just that's saying arguable too, but yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. But but I'm just saying it's interesting that just nostalgia factor adds that. that Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, so, so, oh, go ahead, Shawnee. Okay. Um, Just knowing what you're going to get is something appetizing. Is lack of box of chocolate. Go finish it up. Nope. Just finish you it gotta up. D- come on. You, can't. you never know what you're gonna get. Thank Fuck you. Forrest Gump. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you guys got me so hard on me and Forrest Gump, by the way. That was the funniest thing. I talk about play. Forrest Gump in my class when I talk about Forrest. sound. Of course you do. Because it's actually think, talk, kind of talk, talking about it's kind of what we're talking about. Because I make fun of the music when he's running. Because all mm. the songs are literally yeah. on the nose about no, yeah. running. Exactly. I and love that. <laughs> you really? I love when musical cues are on the nose. I don't know why, but I wow. love it. Because it's heart filling. <laughs> it's, of course, though. So. No, no. I mean, like, like, a big hug. like lyrically, when you find I know, like, I the, yeah, I, don't, I get it. It's, okay. You know, it's like a good pun. If you, you know? can see your face, it's you just, understand what I'm doing. Okay. I'm going to yeah. name There's, but there's <laughs> so many. Grin. Yeah. <gasps> it's just too many. You can't okay. have like five in a row. No, rule of threes, bro. Yeah, exactly. Rule of threes. There's no fucking rule of threes. Running on empty, Jackson Brown. It keeps you running, Doobie Brothers. Go your own way, Fleetwood <laughs> Mac. On the road again, Willie Nelson. Dude, mm-hmm. Fuck that fucking movie. Anyway, so Damn. sorry. Here's, I had to do I, it. I can't stand for it. Really? Yeah, we've been over this. Mm. I, I like not it. on the podcast. I don't pay attention to what you say. Fuck it, this. It, shit. It, honestly, it makes me feel kind of warm inside, just like the nostalgia. Of course it does. It gives yeah. you a big hug. Force so what? What's wrong with having like, a hug? You have a problem with that? Uh, yeah, I'm fine. If it's if it's like if it's a I don't never know, hugging if it's like you a again. weird uncle who like just wants to hug you. 
So you, that's you, when I have a problem. You, you got to be the one hugging. Yeah. If Forrest Gump just wants to hug me too much. Like I want to be the one to hug it. Wow. Yeah. No, I'm kidding around. Forrest Gump's fine. I may not. I, like I know Gump. what love is. But I'm not a smart man. I, I, I know, know what love is. I know what love is. Was. Anyway, <laughs> fuck that fucking movie. Um, this is a fun part, guys, as far so as superheroes. Um, when So one of the things that makes it so interesting as far as superheroes resonating in today's world um, is sort of the idea of the mythology, right? Mm-hmm. The, the new great mythology that's sort of everything Everything will be safe when you kind of look at the gods, right? Mm-hmm. Super gods. Um there is this larger than life element that 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 can't help but whisk you away. Um, so you sort of do forget about the troubles of the world and and you can escape so fucking easily this way. Um, and if you really look at the superheroes, the ones that are the most popular have absolute exact ties to the most popular Greek gods. Hmm. Superman would be what? But uh, I, Zeus? I guess Zeus. Yeah. I mean, he's the most yeah. powerful. Batman? Hold on, let me think. Don't, just let me think. Uh, Batman. I'm gonna guess Ares. I don't know. No, no, he's got to be like Hermes. The dark, he's the Dark Knight. Oh, he's the Dark oh, Knight. He's uh, not Satan. No, no. There's um, not, Mars. Satan's uh, not a fucking Greek. Pe- not Satan, but like you know what no, I'm talking about. The God yeah. of the Underworld. Yeah, the God yeah, of the yeah, Underworld. The Hades. 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 He's not Jesus Hades Christ. though. Yes, he is. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, the Flash. Oh, that's uh, that's Hermes. Yep, Mercury. Yeah. Mercury. Um, I said Satan. Such an idiot. <laughs> it's all right. Don't worry, man. Uh, Wonder Jews Woman. don't even have Satan. Wonder Woman? Fuck. Actually, shut, Satan. They do. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, no, no, I've been misled my whole life. Kind of. Yeah. Uh, Wonder Woman. That's uh, Dionysus. No. Um, that's, uh, well, and ironically, she actually is a goddess. She's Diana. Uh, oh. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's oh, Diana. Okay. But, but as far as that, she's really Hera. I was going to um, say Hera. Damn it. Yeah, you were right. I'm sorry. The um, And then we have, of course, um, Aquaman. Oh, oh uh, Neptune? Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wait, isn't there another name for him? Oh, Greek Satan. Juno, not Juno. What's his name? No. Poseidon. Poseidon. That's Wait, it. which Greek is Poseidon? Poseidon is Greek. Okay. Yeah. yeah, Neptune is the Roman. Sorry. I, I, that's fine. It didn't n- matter. vaguely am aware of Fuck them it. as one Roman collection. Roma. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and there's fucking more. Fucking white people. There's, there's more iterations of the fucking Justice League, but we won't go there. But yeah. but again, it, it just gets back to that one fuzzy that. nostalgic element. It's not, well, it's not, there. It's it wasn't intended to be that way. It just, it, it just became that way because we're so sort of ingrained in our, it's so ingrained in our blood to look at the gods like that. And that's does, what they are. Doesn't that also kind of just go into the idea of archetypes and no yeah. new ideas? And There's only a certain amount of like superpowers in the world. And like there's only flying, a certain amount of types of people. really and, fast. Well, those aren't, those aren't problems. Zeus superpowers. It's Super strength. Archetypes. Throwing lightning. Right. But Superman doesn't throw lightning. Storm now. does. He does out of his eyes. I know that Storm does, but Storm isn't Zeus. No, I know, but you know what I'm saying. I, I do. Okay, never mind. <laughs> it doesn't completely match up with Superman. You're right, but... Oh, he does have X-ray vision, I suppose. And Not X-ray, Superman, he, Superman he doesn't even match up that, that accurately with Zeus personality-wise at all, actually. No, no. Do you see what I mean? So it's a question of, it's more the type. It's absolutely archetypes, but, and yes, it can lead you into the, like, are there new stories thing, but obviously it's not the case because Superman and Zeus are not really that analogous outside of the fact that, you know, it's the biggest and the best. Right, but that, I mean, that's just the remix culture. You know, you take a little bit of this guy, take a little bit of that guy. Hence why I'm saying that your idea of, like, oh, there are no new stories is is a a semantic argument than anything. I suppose. Yeah, you know what I mean? Which, of course, I'm probably sure we'll do a whole podcast on that. but. um. But anyway, and I'm going to reference, uh, so it was Grant Morrison's book, uh, Super Gods, where I grabbed that that little game from. I have, um, I have a question. Grant um, Morrison's my favorite fucking comic book writer, by the way. Oh. What comics have you done? Grant has Morrison? He, has he done? So you read books about books? 
Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I read books about comic books. Even. Yeah. Well, to be fair, that's the only one. Um, but I read a lot of books yeah, about books. Yeah, I know. Books. It's just, yeah. Um, the, the idea is disgusting. It's it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Hop over to literary, Literally Literary if you want to see more. Our other podcast. Um, what were you asking, Joey? I'm sorry. Shit. At forecast.com. I don't remember. Uh, you asked me Grant Morrison. Um, the, his oh. the biggest one that you'd probably dig is known as um. Uh, oh yeah, what did he do? Arkham? Uh, oh my god! Asylum. I don't think it's called Arkham Asylum though. Arkham. City. Maybe just Arkham. Maybe it is just Arkham Asylum. Oh my god! Why am I forgetting this? Anyway, Arkham. I think it's Arkham Asylum. It was a graphic novel that he put out. Um, and it's fucking rad. So he does all the new kind of Batman stuff. No, 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 no. Most recently DC. he did. Oh, what did he do most recently? No, he's he has a new one that's out now. I think it's called Multiversity. That was a different one that he did, though. That was the most recent one. But it was just an indie one through uh, Image, I think. Well, I wanted to talk about The Watchmen if you wanted to talk about The Watchmen. We talk about Watchmen. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, it was one of the few graphic Watchmen's novels amazing. I read. I think it's really cool because I love the the twist and the ending, the way that we can kind of find out. You know, there's no real good or bad. There is the gray. I think that's kind of interesting in the in the comic book mythology there's not many superheroes that are kind of good and bad you have to kind of think twice about what they did and think about you know he murdered some a lot of people but he saved also mm -hmm. he murdered like thousands of people but he saved millions of people kind of i thing. thought those were always the best characters the yeah the complicated you know, ones exactly. the dynamic ones but i don't think that's often i think that's a rarity mm, in those no it's books. pretty often you think that the watchman is a common when you, when you look at the when you when you trace each superhero from from the fifties, basically, yeah, they all. I don't have think their own change. I don't think at the end of every comic book series you make you make there a is, moral a moral it's, choice between the bodies of ten thousand people. That's what I'm saying. It's not like the graphic novel is a self sustained one piece of work. Yeah. Where if you look at the Flash, or you look at Superman or Batman, they've had plenty of those moments throughout their their existence. Okay, maybe I'm just not being fair because I haven't read enough comics. That's probably true. Yeah, I mean, but it's but you're right. I understand what you're saying. For the most part, it, it you know their their moral choices don't get too crazy. But there's always periods of times, and it goes through different writers who 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 put them through trial. That's why they last for so. That's why yeah. Superman's fucking. I was gonna say, if Superman doesn't have old. moral choices, what is the book Superman's about? Superman's seventy five years old. I guess that's true. I don't mean it like that, but I guess um, I don't know. I just think like certain characters in the Watchmen are are Watchmen not... is arguably the best fucking comic book in existence. I mean, Rorschach is kind of a very another one that's very complicated. Um, he's probably the, one of the best characters, honestly, in the movie of Real Edition. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. I mean, and also to clarify, Watchmen is about superheroes. Like, or, yeah. or, or I'm sorry, Watchmen is about comic books. It's a comic book about comic books, more or less. It's just a self-referential thing. That's true. It's also kind of wrapped. Like the the inner core of it is a more societal, philosophical structure of it. But it, but the you know the yeah. the, the there's that whole storyline that's not shown. Is that. There's, oh yeah, sure. Yeah, uh, and they also did before Watchmen. They did a whole run of every single different um, character as prequels, and also they went to like the uh, the Minutemen, which was the original one. I also love that there's just like one actual hero with powers, and the rest of them are just kind of yeah. vigilant. Exactly. Yeah. So interesting. Yep. That's uh, the joke of it. So cool. Sean Fall, where are you at? Who's your favorite superhero, Sean? Um, favorite superhero. Yeah. You know I hate these questions. That's why I threw it at you. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> um. No, I, I don't know that I have a favorite. I guess like the um the movies I find most uh frequently yes and, watchable. Yes and. Yeah, I'm trying to yes and Jesus. I'm like digging, man. <laughs> um no, the ones I find most frequently watchable are the Batman franchise, I would guess. Okay. Um just uh I uh, by the I, way, it was my guess. Yeah, I can't Batman stand Spider Man, sure. at least the recent incarnation. I did like him in the new Avengers movie, or not Avengers, but um Civil War. Civil War, I didn't see yeah. It. Um, should have just been an Avengers movie, but whatever. Spider-Man's awesome. Spider-Man's just a great character. 
I find so funny that Robin is Batman's sidekick and there couldn't be more 180, oh, yeah. 180 degrees. Like Robin has been consistently voted like the lamest character of all time. And Batman is like, everyone thinks is the coolest. Mm. It's so funny. They're just. Um, yeah, but that's, well, yeah, but everybody has a weird, that's because they're coming from non-comic book readers. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> Robin's fine. Robin's cool. Um, I don't know about that. All right. T- who's Robin? Tell me who Robin is. Okay. Uh, he's got a cool backstory. I'll okay. grant you that. All right. What's Which the backstory? One? Uh, I can't remember. The Grayson. Grayson's? The Flying Grayson's were his parents and they were, uh, what's it called? Trapeze artists. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> and they died. I, 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 got it, I guess Two-Face killed him? I don't uh, remember actually. Shit, who killed him? I think Two-Face planted a bomb or something. And well, like, haven't there been a few Robins? Yeah. I don't know. Anyways, parents, yeah, the Grayson yeah, the one parents is the story. Died. I, know, I think you're, you're doing like Batman Forever. Right I'm doing now. the Batman Forever I one. Uh, yeah, I think it's similar to the comic. You're also basically. doing Gotham. Do I don't. I don't quite know the oh, TV the show. show. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen. I watched Gotham. The, like the first season. Got shitty, but it was I haven't okay-ish. watched Gotham at all. Anyways, I think his parents died in the trapeze, and he went, "Batman, I need some revenge. Can I help you get out?" Or blah 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 blah, mm. and became his bitch boy. <laughs> More or less. Yeah. <laughs> More or less. Um, and yeah, put on tight red panties. Oh, uh, I, I did. Uh, my favorite comic or comic or yes, hero would be the Tick. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, Joey, who's your favorite? Wow, actually, hold on. Uh, I go X Men. I would say. Uh, Wolverine. Nice. That's, that's a lame one. I'm sorry. Princess is one of the greatest comic book characters. Yeah, ever. it's just yeah. a little cliche. Yeah, I know. That's why it's kind of lame. Yeah. Actually, Sean, I would have assumed you would have went with the Joker. The Joker? Yeah. I guess the I villain? did say superhero, but. Yeah. That, I didn't Joker. realize that was a choice. But... Sure. Yeah, I, no. I, I should have said comic book character. Your yeah. favorite comic book character. Ah, gotcha. I guess yours would be Rorschach then. Oof. Rorschach is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> there is no one cooler. Um, Joker's know. pretty cool. Joker's cool. I like Casey I mean, Jones. Ledger made the Joker cool. I don't Casey know. Jones. That's, that counts. That's uh, true. The Joker was always cool. Mm. Joker's Man. very, very cool. Yeah, no, not in my Read mind. Read the killing joke. Read well, the killing joke, or like I said, Arkham Island. Yeah, you're talking about books. Uh, my, my, my incarnation. Yeah, I'm talking about comic books. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I, I know the Joker from the Adam West series. I know the... Uh, no, that's not... Uh, I know... Uh, who was that? Um, Keith Ledger. No, the other one. Um, Jared Leto? <laughs> no, the other one. Jack Nicholson. Uh, there you go. Nicholson. Oh, got it. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's an interesting iteration. Yeah. How do you the, guys feel about Suicide, Suicide Squad? Are you ready for that? Meh. I've been avoiding previews as I do with everything, but sure. I'll probably see it. It's gonna be cool. Mm. The, the the Suicide Squad the book is rad. Suicide Squad is very cool. Hmm. I feel like it's gonna be. Uh, I don't want it. I'm gonna such a fucking pessimist. I hate myself. As far as I understand, I mean, I'm sure. Like, I so I, my my money says like David Ayer's had you know like a like his rad ass cut, and then the studio was just like it's a little fucking intense. Suicide. Hmm. Do you know? Do you guys know what Suicide Squad is? They're basically villains who like Amanda Waller. Uh, essentially hires them to go do the shit that like that? they can't. It's like a special She's, squad. Yeah, it's like a special government. squad. It's Amanda like, Hug like, and Kiss? What is that? Amanda Waller. <laughs> um, oh, God. What Who's the hell that? Is I don't know that of? She's the head shield. of something. Yeah, it's exactly. Some kind of it's, it's like it, it's like an underground shield. It's like the mm-hmm. it's like an anti shield in a way. Gotcha. Um, but a little bit darker. But they usually she usually does good things. Oh wait, I'm the, trying to remember. The I feel like she was squ- head of the Teen Titans and shit like that. The Suicide Squad are uh, villains. 
Right, but I thought there were villains that were like captured and yeah, now being forced to right? work for yes, good. Exactly. Yeah. And, okay. and it's and if you the, and if like they so and they, they basically have a chip inside of them so they could just kill you at any point too. So but if, do if they, they go crazy? I, I guess my whatever. question is: Do they? Get, I'm sure they go to the hardest missions. Like they send them in like suicide yeah. missions. Is that the deal? Precisely. That's why, it. Okay. That's why the suicide. That's squad. cool. All right, I'm digging yeah, it. It's pretty cool. And I've never read any of that. And it's Harley Quinn, man. Harley Quinn's part of the suicide. Yeah, that's the connection to the Joker, right? Like she's the Joker's girl. Yeah. So Harley Quinn was was the Joker's therapist. And oh. then, and literally was con- completely enchanted and consumed by him and went crazy herself. I just um, know her as Kevin Smith's Joker. daughter. And Mr. J. Mm. Kevin Smith's daughter? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> Kevin Smith named his daughter Harley Quinn. Who's uh, Who are some of the actors coming up in this movie? So Margot Robbie's playing Harley Quinn. I think Will Smith is playing Deadshot. Will um, Smith? Yeah. That's weird. Um, oh, I, I did can't not know remember that. who else that's is in That's huge. It. I didn't realize that. I can't remember who else is in it. Um, oh, Jared Leto's a Joker. Oh, yeah, Jared Leto's a Joker. That's right. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, there's a couple of them. Um, but it's cool. It looks good. Suicide Squad's fun. So, so my my favorite superhero is the Flash. Okay, that's actually, weird. that's interesting you say that. I fucking okay. Love here's the point. The Flash. I think the Flash's is that powers you like to run. No. Uh, no. The Flash's powers because are I'm, absolutely insane. They are better than any human. They're they are better than anybody. Fucking amazing. He's too powerful. That's my. I think he could. If he actually could go that fast. Does he have powers other than running fast? Well, so yes. fast. Really. Oh my like, god! I'll 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 go into the Flash. It doesn't make sense. Like he could really do everything in like this flick of a second and like win every battle. It doesn't seem like he, how could he ever be defeated. Oh, I see what you're saying. He seems like he could also go back in time if he could travel at the speed of light or something like that. Yes, exactly. He can go so, faster than the speed of light. And then so. what's uh, you know? So he, so oh, that's the, like too powerful. But not only that, but well, here's the problem because once you do that, that's what fractures fucking time space, and that's mm. what, that's what creates the multiverse, and that's that fucks everything up. And now all of a sudden there are these other things, and, oh. and he can go back and and it basically every time he does do that it fucks up everything um so he and, he's and experienced you, uh, his like so, multi-realities and stuff because he's yeah i mean so that's the, the, the excuse for marvel my, to make different books Ooh, that's good it's, well it's dc oh, but same but difference. no no it okay. wasn't um it's it's just the excuse for marvel to get fucking crazy and complicated and awesome mm. um so that and that's how the multiverse basically kind of created it, that's not how it was the multiverse was just sort of established but the only person who could kind of traverse that was the flash mm. um but he was dead for so long like barry allen was dead for a long time but there was Wait, how does Dick the Grayson multiverse before. manifest or if uh, it just is it just okay. is but there was a guy called um oh man so this is so it's a called called it's a it was a series called crisis on infinite earths from mm. the 80s um and that actually was a way to stop it. What basically the what the way they created the multiverse was throughout the Flash, there was the golden age of DC, right? Which is where there was the original Superman, and there was the original Batman, there was the original Dick Grayson, um, not Dick Grayson. Oh my God, Jay Garrick, the Flash. Mm. He was the guy who had like the metal Flash. Yeah. Thing. Anyway, so that all those got kind of discontinued in a certain point, um, like the new kind of Silver Age. Um, which is the most commonly known one. That's like sort of what exists more or less. Um, the Silver Age element of the comic books, that's when the new Barry Barry Allen started up. And and Barry Allen was a comic book fan. Uh, he was the original, you know, he was the Flash and used to like read Flash comics as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a writer? He's, no, he's a, Barry Allen uh, is, a, is a forensic scientist, um, which is how he became the Flash. Basically a lightning oh, game in Oh, this head. is a character. It's the Flash I'm talking about. Barry Allen is one of the iterations of the Flash. Yeah. Right, the but most this, common. Okay, the this, most common. Iteration. I thought you were talking about like the guy that took over writing the book and it changed. No, no, so, no, no. Oh, yeah, no, no okay. I'm, I'm explaining how it created. Right, right, in the first I, place. I'm just so ignorant that like. <laughs> no, it's I, fine. I gotta, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um. So what ended up happening was DC basically established the fact that those characters who were who they were no longer sort of creating 
actually existed uh, in in what was known as Earth Two. So okay. all the comic books that were out in the fifties and sixties. So it's more 50s, retroactive justification. Well, Red counting. No, it was just they just added. They just wanted to have fun with it. They're like, hey, what if these guys really existed still in a different multiverse? Hmm. Right, and the, so there was Earth. There was the Earth Two comic books, which were all those old guys, and then there was the the Earth One comics, which were all that. And then they were like, well, that's cool. If we can have separate Earths, maybe we can have another one. And that's when like Earth Twelve started. Pretty sure that's where the term red counting comes from. What was it called? Red counting, uh, retroactive uh, uh, canonizing of things. So, like you know, hmm. you've uh, you're getting to you you made those changes arbitrarily, right. but now we're like ten years later and like, oh, we can incorporate these things. So now that's like part of the canon that we're like infiltrating now. Um, sure, I guess you can call it whatever you want. So, um, like, I mean, those two things were completely separate before, but you know, in the future, you create them as a thing. Um, so. I don't know if that's totally analogous oh, they did a lot of this in Back to the Future enough, too uh, yeah indeed you know, you know what I mean Back to the Future too yeah, that's, the future that's stuff. probably closer that's, you know that's, I mean? that's well yes and no anyway whatever it's well, they, okay long story short what ended up happening was it got too complicated and they mm. had to like figure it all out so so they so th the reason it existed just because it exists yeah. but then in Crisis of Infinite Earths is when the, um, there was a guy named the, the Anti-Monitor I guess who ended up just just like the Hall Monitor. <laughs> he um, will get your pass. Delete, he literally started deleting. He would like do this thing that would delete the Earth itself. I will so, delete like, different you. Earths stop existing, and like people die. Like Supergirl gotcha. died, fucking, and then the Flash ended up dying in that, mm. which was fucking crazy. So it's Flash versus the guy nice. with a MacBook Pro. <laughs> No, it was like every superhero who ever existed and every iteration of all of those superheroes mm. working together to battle this one guy. Interdimensionally. Exactly. Um, Slider. Anyway, wow. so, but the reason I love The Flash has always been because of the physics of it. The physics, mm. it, it always takes some element of science and kind of bastardizes it in a way. Gotcha. Um, so there's like, you know, and his, his villains all were very cheesy and silly, but they were some sort of bastardization of something unknown, right? Mm. So as far as like um, the, the mirror monitor, the, the mirror guy is one of the, oh, what the hell? Anyway, it was the imagine, you know, imagine if there was a, a separate image of someone that actually, you know, you could, you, you could manipulate um, mirrors in the sense of actually create another you, another version of you in that I sense. Um, then there's like Grodd, which is the big one, the more biology element of it, uh, the, the weather wizard. Um, it, it was cool. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> okay. The, the elements, yeah, I'm a nerd the fuck out, man. Apparently. Um, Just be careful. My mom is still listening. <laughs> no, sorry. Probably not. <laughs> oh, no, she is not paying attention right now. <laughs> she has lost it like 20 minutes ago. Um, the The... The cool part, the other element of the Flash that I always loved is the fact that it wasn't just that he can run really fast, it's that he moves really fast. So he basically can kind of vibrate his hands or body at the same speed as the atoms in the table. So he can mm. go, he can move through walls. He can go through gotcha. things like that. Uh, 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 sorry, quick question. Is, yeah. is Quicksilver the Marvel Flash? Is that the deal? Is he a copy of Flash? More or less. I, I wouldn't go that far because Quicksilver was, Quicksilver is literally an alien. And, and Quicksilver was essentially just a fucking, like, he was a messenger Skateboard. boy. So yes, in that sense. Well, like Hermes. Oh yeah, I know. But I mean, oh. the Flash isn't Hermes. That's the difference. Okay. Um, but yes. So in a sense, he sort of was the ripoff of Flash. Quicksilver is kind of cool though. I'm okay with Quicksilver. Have you seen the new uh, I haven't, no. I haven't either. But I hear there's a very cool Quicksilver scene. For sure. What about Aquaman? Is he as douchey as he seems? So the newest Aquaman, no. He um, talks to fish. Yeah, the new Aquaman's pretty cool. The new Aquaman's really fucking badass. <laughs> um, but the the original Aquaman, yeah, was kind of lame. Well, the, the new one's called Drogo. He's a badass. Called Drogo? You watch Game of Thrones. I was going to say, okay. Yeah, I'm assuming our audience watches watch Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones? Um, not really. Jesus Christ, man. Winner, winner. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it's not that I don't watch it. I watched the first kind of three seasons of it, and I'm just like, okay, I'm, you know, mm. I'm good. It, it was just too much for me to. Hold. I'm not a big fantasy guy. Mm. That's ultimately what it boils down to. I I don't get lost in the world that easily. Like I kind of have to do a lot of work for it. it so seems I don't like mind. you absolutely can get lost in the world of comics. Yeah, yeah, and I don't mind getting like so. Like Lord of the Rings is the same thing. I I, I like them, but no, Lord of the Rings. Have sucks. you read Lord of the Rings books? No. I tried, but no, I have it. I'm sure maybe one mm. day. And I watched, I, I've seen all the movies, except the, I haven't seen any of The Hobbits. I'm surprised The Hobbits should only been one fucking movie, and it's fucking three, three <laughs> hour movies. No, Why is it nine hours? Explain that to me. That's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that had to do with <laughs> reasons like, because he was rushed. Right, yeah, I, I think it. his production company's rushed him or blah, blah, blah. I get it, yeah, I get it. That's, Anyways, I think no you'd like, you'd no like business. Lord of the Rings. I think you'd like it. No, you wouldn't. What, the book? Well, I don't suck? mind it, but no, again, no, books. it just goes into the fucking, like, the, the originals are, are good. The originals are good movies. No, I, I read The Hobbit. I liked so. The Hobbit. I like. Uh, they won Oscars. Come on. They're not boring. They're boring. I like Lord of the Rings, the movies, a lot. I, I haven't read the books. But, but, I mean, I read The Hobbit, and then I started reading yeah. the first one. I started reading Fellowship. And All right. Maybe it is a little boring. Does Ghostbusters count as a comic book movie? No, because it's not a comic book. Well, there was. It wasn't a comic book before. But this one, there was. So no, but it's still based off of the movie. Okay. So he's saying it's turned into a comic book movie because right because it was a movie that became a comic, comic book that now I mean, became in, a movie in the, again. So in the in the quote unquote comic book movie, I'd mm -hmm. say yes. You know what I mean? But so, that's I assume what more or less I, what you're asking, right? Like, I, is it part I, of nerd culture? I, yes, absolutely. Okay, and yeah, I guess in, in these days it qualifies right. as Comic Con regardless. Right, but, in the yeah. same way that like Back to the Future is a comic book movie. Okay, you know what I mean with it with the lowercase in quotes. Yeah. It's just a nerd movie. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm fine with that. But right. no, it's not. A, it, there, there was not a Ghostbusters comic. So Comic-Con is pretty much synonymous with nerd con. Yes, exactly. Well, that's the thing. I mean, what it's is like a nerd? nerd culture let's, convention. Let's get back to politinkering. What is a nerd? <laughs> uh, Sorry, well, I, I went off for like an hour there. What fucking time is yeah. that? No, it's You're interesting. I don't know. Sean, do you have a definition for a nerd? Um, I, can, I, I guess I, I kind of don't know. Yeah, I guess just... Um, outsider um or passionate outsider or uh does it have to be an outsider especially now um it's, it's mainstream yeah yeah i guess that's my uh that's childhood weird. definition more than anything sure. yeah it's a contradiction yeah um no i guess today it's just someone that is passionate about a um a specific non-consequential topic so yeah, I would say I would say borderline obsessive is the word I would say. Uh, Not quite obsessive, but almost. You, you can be a sports nerd, but that is there's a really fine line between sports nerd and jock. I, participation uh, being that one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Jack, you have to play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sports nerd is you don't. It doesn't but, matter whether you play or not. Yeah. I mean, you you can still be a sports nerd, yes. and still not be necessarily a nerd. Um, you know, it, because sports sure. is like a cool thing to to know about. Sports is I like, a, well, I, I mean, we've well, at least those of us that aren't sports people have all been in that that conversation where so, you're sitting around okay. and everyone knows about sports and you know, like game. every conversation I fucking have to deal with these days. Exactly. Yeah. Every so, fucking guy, man. That's all I want to talk. Like, you know, th that's the first thing is they start talking fucking conversation about sports. And I'm like, I don't fucking watch anything, man. Exactly. I don't know what you want from me. 
I like sports. I try to talk with people about sports, but I work at a film school and no one watches sports there. They're exactly. all yeah. they're all nerds. Yeah. That's interesting. I just said that. <laughs> but it's true. And um You can be a film nerd. I don't know. It's interesting yeah. that sports is like that old school physical mentality of mm-hmm. being masculine or male. Sure. And we associate that with being the anti-nerd cool. Like right. cool is one side of exactly. it. Nerd is the other side of it. Right. And you put the jocks oh. on one side and that nerds. was the eighties and revenge yeah, of the nerds. Exactly. And, and you can go yeah. right back to the movies and that kind of sure. stuff. And it's not just Revenge of the Nerds. There's, there's even Animal House is kind of like this too yeah and real genius so, yeah there's tons yeah. of them um, sure. and it's funny it's become it was a trope in the 80s but now it's changed because these things are become so popular yep especially now with pokemon go is literally the most popular app probably of all time exactly and if you played pokemon when you were like my age you were a fucking nerd yeah mm-hmm. exactly you're walking around with a game boy and now right. you walk around with your and phone now you're just someone with a phone yeah right. you're exactly. cool or now i don't that's why i don't fucking play pokemon because it looks dumb <laughs> um so it is yeah, dumb. I, I would say ultimately a nerd is is anyone kind of overly obs- or you know completely obsessed with a thing. It doesn't matter what it is. You can be you can be an anything nerd. Um, the way it's commonly referred to though, a nerd for me used to have to have some sort of sci-fi element to it. Hmm. Sci-fi or fantasy. Well, I guess that's yeah. Sci-fi or fantasy element. Um, you had to be you had to be um, hmm. obsessed with particularly a sci-fi or a fantasy thing Ooh, could you be like a, a nerd with a well, I got a question because yeah. I was kind of this when I was a kid what about sure. a history nerd that's well, what yeah, you, can be a civil you, war. you can be an anything nerd yeah. you can be a fucking coffee cup nerd oh, okay but, so it doesn't have to be fi- fantasy or sci-fi no but I'm saying it, but that's why I was branching off so as far as like the you know what people consider nerd with like the capital N for me I always said had to be sci-fi or think, fantasy okay involved. so originally was that core and then it branched yeah, out. Yeah, at that core. Well, yeah, and exactly. Like, I mean, if I'm going to define what a nerd is, you can be an anything nerd. But I think what I used to think as a nerd is just sci-fi or fantasy obsessed. Yeah, know, that's the classic wheezy, definition. Whatever. But I, I think that's what it's become. I think it was, a, a, uh, at least more so, a, the, just the opposite of cool. So not necessarily what you were defined. You, you weren't defined by what you were interested in. You were defined by what you weren't interested in. Are you talking about what? what I used to or what I do now or I mean even with still I would still consider it that way but what what are you talking about Which, well, are you talking about the capital N or the lowercase N oh I didn't I didn't really understand the distinction there then I guess but that's what yeah, I'm saying yeah, when yeah. I, so at, at any point mm-hmm. I I I didn't think about it this way, but at any point I would have said, yes, a nerd with a lowercase n is anybody who's completely obsessed with any individual thing. Well, and that's the History thing. Nord, Spurs, I, Nord, I, I don't whatever. think there needs to be that obsession factor to be a nerd. I think you can just be awkward and be a nerd. So that doesn't, you know, there, there's that other that sort of- That would be the middle case n. <laughs> you and your goddamn middle case. I actually, I actually completely agree with your cases. Right, yeah. I like yeah, that. I think you're right in a sense. That, the, that, that breaks into the idea of- It's not quite uppercase. The case. idea of the nerd. It's not, yeah. No. And I, I, I guess I would think of that as being the lowercase oh, and then yours you being the correct. middle case. Then. Oh, no, no, no. You're correct in the sense of like uh, anyone who is just awkward might be. Anyone who is just upper, uncool. That would and be then an element of the uppercase N. Actually. The uppercase N? That would be an element of the uppercase N. Oh, okay. Because it would I, have to be the idea of a nerd. Right. So the uh, the so the pro, uh, the proper name is the uppercase N. I don't, so I don't the, understand your cases. So. Sure, sure. So it, it's it, what I'm the, the the cases go back to Plato's forms. Okay, Plato basically <laughs> your face was amazing just now. 
<laughs> like, it looked it looked as if like your brain rejected the sound. Like that's what your that's what your eyebrows just did. They furrowed with this like like almost like the brain had this like like just got punched like with a burp. At the, the frequencies did something strange in his brain. <laughs> did something wrong. Um so Plato Plato postulated this thing that the, there is the 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 thing beyond the thing. It's not just what you see. It's not the coffee cup itself. It is the idea of the coffee cup, right? So and that is the form that is something okay. that is intangible. It is the idea of it, the the thing itself, the yeah. the object that holds coffee the, in its most perfect, the most pristine perfect form. form. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah. as it always does. The, and then the true the, archetype, precisely. And then okay. there's the concept of it, which is sort of like some version of that. And then finally, there is the object itself, which is this thing. Um, I, I, my and correct me if I'm wrong. I so think, it's like oh, okay. everything that holds liquid, coffee cup, and well, an actual cup. Close, close, because anything that holds liquid would just be a, a would not necessarily be the idea of the perfect coffee cup. What the because they're the intention of the 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 cup in question. Has I'm just to trying to figure it. out if it like narrows or if it points. Uh, neither actually. Okay. Neither. It's it, it's an ascension of ideas. Um. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't it's almost narrow. Like, it's it like exponentially. It's still the same thing. There, okay. is the, there is the coffee cup, and then the idea of the the perfect coffee cup. Right. Okay. So I get those two, but then what's the middle? Um, the the middle <laughs> is the concept of it, which which <laughs> there are elements of it. Yeah, it's hard to describe. Actually, I, I would actually need to do more more. Okay. Looking so the way I think about it, uh, I'm correct me if I'm wrong. And I think it might be an Aristotle thing too. So wait, the lowercase, the lowercase nerdy or nerd. I'm sorry, nerd. Okay. I think about it like nerdy. Like if something is nerdy, that's lowercase. It's like a. It's like a no. It's a characteristic of the thing. That would be an even less lowercase. That would be how like many a, fucking cases do you want, man? Wow. <laughs> now, if he's, well, he's trying to talk about a different thing. It's a different idea. I wasn't trying to, but yeah, okay. It's a different idea. I thought it was just uh, lowercase. Well, because you're can, talking about the descriptor. Can, can we use DEFCON instead? Or, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, it would be so in Plato's ideas. There, in, in Plato's ideals, there would be the form, okay. the concept, the object, and then the 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 oh, fuck like the the mimesis of it. So if you drew a cup, a, a picture of a coffee cup. Okay. Makes Processing. sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh, ish. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll basically figure out a way to explain this. Can you give an example of all of them with the coffee cup? Um, good. Whether something is good or not, right? Uh, well, with the coffee cup itself, yeah. Because yeah. the, the four different. Yeah. What are the four this incarnations? This principle sort of gets into the ideas of morality and the ideas of art and the ideas of all those things. You know what I mean? That right. It's a way to describe everything. Right. But as far as the, the so the coffee cup element of it. Um, so you got the, what's at the top? See, the, the, the idea of the, the idea coffee cup. of the perfect coffee cup. The idea of it itself. Okay, so we're not just talking about cups in general. We're talking about the idea. The of idea the perfect of coffee the perfect cup. coffee cup does okay. exactly what it is, and and that's, so that's the, the con the idea of it in and of itself. Okay, um, that's the, level one. That's level one. The 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 second one would be the concept. In other words, the construction, more or less, of how this coffee cup is done. Not just the idea of object that holds coffee for a purpose, okay. an actual a second level of it. Well, now it actually kind of takes shape, and there is some sort of a color or some sort of a form to it that changes from person to person. Your your coffee so cup. So we have an artist sketch cup. and then an engineer's drawing. No, because then oh, okay. that we're we're getting below actually the coffee cup itself. God damn it! Okay. Yeah, it's not quite there yet. It's, you have it's more of it's, an, it's more of story it, by the and way screenplay it works in your head. Story you know I mean? story by and screenplay. There, does in that, other words, does you, that okay. track? I like that. No, no. Okay. Not uh -huh. at all. <laughs> um, think of it this way. Imagine if God created a coffee cup. Okay. That's the ideal. Okay. Imagine if you think of a coffee cup. 
Okay. That's the concept. Okay. Okay. So now they... then there is the coffee cup that we're looking at. This thing right here on the table. That is the object. So level one is still a tangible thing, but uh, level it, one, the guy. Yeah, but it's like a conceptual, no, tangible intangible. thing. It's completely intangible. Okay. The okay. Idea of it. It's okay. the thing that we should all strive okay, so to it's, have. Okay. It, so it's incomprehensible. In a way, yes. Okay. It's, it's, it's it, all all philosophers and man should strive to consider right, right. whatever. But it this is. is such a perfect coffee cup. You can't even think of what it would be. Precisely. Copy. Yeah. I'm okay. And then there's the concept of it, which is whatever's in your head. Yeah. Whatever's what, in Joey's the, head, the, whatever's the in my best head. coffee cup I could make. Right. Exactly. Okay. And then there's the coffee cup right here that's on the table. Okay. Um, that we all look at and we all okay, cool. There's this thing. It seems to be more or less what we have in our minds. It's a little bit different. It's not quite there, but it's you know, it's all right. Fine. Okay, we got it. Cool. Gotcha. There. Um, and then the drawing. And then it would be we all try to draw whatever we're looking at the coffee cup. Ooh, what what, what about something that is coffee cup like? What do you mean? Like uh, this so, this cup over here resembles a coffee cup. Wait, so I don't understand what that means. Yeah. Hmm. So is, is level is that a level below it? How? No, it's still a thing. You just said that there's another, like, it, describe to me exactly what we're talking about. Or how about this plant looks like a coffee cup? No, yeah. then it's a plant. Is level four essentially I'm, the I'm representation saying, of level the cup? Below. <laughs> what? Is level four essentially the representation of a cup? Yeah. Yes. So does the word cup count as level four? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I got you now. Well, the word cup. Yeah, does but, the word cup, you know, no, actually, because the word cup Okay, it can actually go both directions because the word cup has two different things, right? There's the agreed upon definition, which is the idea of the coffee cup, which actually gets into the concept. So it, it actually ascends from the object, but it also so does go lower in the sense that it's describing what the thing is. Okay, so, so literally, I would say no. The, I don't know. I but don't know. Literally, the word cup written on a piece of paper, right. that would be level four. No, Your interpretation no, 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 no. of reading that. Maybe. Well, okay. Because so, I mean, yes, that's yes, that's the same thing as drawing it. So if no, I drew, it's not, a that's the thing. It's not. Okay. Spelling out cup is not the same thing as drawing what we see. I feel like a, okay. So representation I would say that is, might be level two, even. No, it's not. Because mm. you're conceptually thinking about it in your brain. Well, that's what I was saying. Exactly, yeah. So right. that might be level. That's what level two was, right? The conceptual. That's why I was saying. Yeah. That's yeah, why the word cup three. is kind of different. Two or three. It's, three. Which one? <laughs> so so other than a <laughs> two, two, three is what we're two, three. Two, is the three cup is the itself. physical one in front of us. Right. And then his his saying he was Sean was saying if you write if you write the word cup, it that's four. And I was the saying no, it's it. actually it's actually the idea. And then Sean was branching off and saying, well, no, because when you're looking at something and it might also be level four. And I don't think that that's true actually, because because when you look at when you look at the letters. Cup on yeah, this paper. I wanted to make that some, doesn't that doesn't mean anything. You know what's funny to me is that ironically, that I doesn't, just, you can't look is, at the. Is there any other representation, or is there any other level four that you can think of besides just a drawing, drawing of the cup? It? Uh, ooh, that's tough. I mean, I would almost argue sculpting one. But yeah, then, then that's but then a cup. It's a cup. I if there's a yoga pose called the coffee cup. No, because that's still an idea. Like you're saying, what do you mean you're re trying to resemble the shape of it? With your body. Would the mm, Disney ride right? teacups? Yeah, exactly. That kind of thing. No, nah, because then it's the same thing as sculpting it. I mean, maybe. All right. But like whatever. the Disney ride teacups, that's not actually a cup. Oh. Yeah, it is. If you put coffee in it, it would no, be No, it's a not going to hold water because there's holes in it and shit. You got a door and whatnot. Uh, it um, might be an unsuccessful cup. I mean, if I if I broke the bottom of this, it's, okay, does it, it's doesn't still change a cup, what it is. But yeah, a rose by name, I, the I, fucking name. I got you. I, yeah, Different to be function. honest with you, I'm yeah. not, again, I'm not a philosopher. I'm not that studied in Plato. I, I, would, I would argue, I think at least, that I- love I, Plato. I, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> I would, that explains so much. <laughs> I, I, I would- I, I don't. I can't think of anything. I mean, a picture, a picture of it, a photograph. Mm -hmm. A photograph would be another, a, another level four. 
Okay. Because it doesn't achieve the desired uh, thing yeah, yeah. that the coffee cup does, and it's a representation of it. If which you is ask actually for why a Plato cup hates and someone the... brings you a picture of a cup, it's not. Yeah. Right. That's why okay. Plato hates the artists, by the way. Hey. That's why Plato hates artists because go, go. Every, because it's just this constant, like, you know, representation of a thing. Mm-hmm. And his idea was everyone should should constantly ascend to the highest mm-hmm. level, which is what is the form itself. So if you're and not building your perfect taking... cup, you're a douchebag. Exactly. Dig. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to eat a bumper um, sticker. <laughs> um, so that's basically what I mean by the uppercase, you know, the uppercase, middle case, <laughs> lowercase, and then baby and then case. subcase. <laughs> right. Like you're, so your descriptor of a nerd is something that someone that's like acting nerdy is a representation of what there yeah. is some sort of person that's being so, a nerd. So which level is that? Well, as far as the descriptor is just yeah. an adjective, it would be like the baby case. Level four? Yeah. Four. yeah it's uh-huh. describing something. Okay. It's describing the, the, you know, the person who is acting as a nerd. Okay. Because um, there is some sort of like, you know, nerd themselves. Yeah. And then, anyway. It's like the representation of. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. That's why mm. I have different cases. Does <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. clarify for you, my friend? Um, yeah, but when cool. you, I, I just like the one, two, three, and four. <laughs> Let's go for it. That's fine. Mm. That's fine. One, two, three, and four it is. Um, case number one. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> we got so fucking nerdy this episode. Yeah. Um. I, so I mean, all right. Let's think of it this way. I'm gonna have fun at Comic Con. I can't. I don't know how to do it. What do you want? Well, no. The, I, uh, do you have something one, else to talk about? Yeah. One thing I did want to address is um, just the kind of original concept is like, what is a hero? Yeah. Um. What you know? What does it take to um? You know, we we can certainly stay stay within the realm of comics, but what you know? What is what is considered heroic? What is the 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 quintessential requirement for being a hero? That's a whole different show. I don't know, man. <laughs> I I want to answer. <laughs> Go ahead. Go for it. I, I don't. I, I saving people's lives and helping not people. Helping not people. Helping helping the common man. <laughs> so is there an element of selflessness to it? In other words, putting yourself, you yes, know, the, your own safety, way. your own safety, you know, um, as second to someone else's. Yeah, being a hero is just you know helping someone out in need at, at your own expense. The, okay, at your own expense. How far so, is the extent? How far does that expense? Yeah. So does giving a dollar uh, to a homeless guy make you a hero? Well, it's a scale. <laughs> I would say he's like a, a five on the hero scale. Or like, mm. you know, Superman's a 10, I guess. So wow, Superman's you get to a 10, a, the guy who gives All a I got to do is give a dollar to a homeless guy and I'm at a five? It's pretty nice. That's a good scale. How many people give to homeless people actually walking down the street? I um, never do. Exactly. So uh, the person who gives a dollar is a hero in my mind. Okay, well, a, f- a five. It's a half. Yeah, I, I actively don't hero. though, so I don't really consider them heroes. Not a real hero. He's a he's a daily hero. He's a working class <laughs> hero. Does somebody who give a dollar to the homeless man? That's that's pretty. A hero? Not a hero. Are, okay? are they actually helping? Yeah, but it's, it's, it's a, a poor. Hero. It's a fraction of a hero. <laughs> yeah, on this scale of one to ten, maybe it's, it's like maybe Superman. It's not a five. Is, it might be a three or four. I, I don't even know if he registers, man. Yeah, that feels like, you know, a oh, wow. point. Personally. <laughs> I think giving money to homeless people is so rare these days that you got to give Oh, really? It. I feel like people always do that. I just don't think that you there's enough You just said you never a... do that. I never do it, and I do it out of protest, so but I feel you... like I constantly see people <laughs> doing protesting that. Protesting. So here's the thing. I, I, I think <laughs> if somebody's giving a dollar, a dollar is just not enough. I mean, there's not... 
that's not going to break your bank. But you if you give mean? them $10, obviously people are worried the risk of drugs or alcohol. But well, no, I, I, it's not a question of that. It's a question of like the, the heroic element of it. Right. So it has to be it has to be it, it has to register in some capacity where it actually affects you to do the thing. So you go in, you buy a pizza, you decide just to buy two pizzas and you give one to the homeless guy on your way out. Does that make you a hero? No. No. Okay. You're giving, you're giving I, him food. So I'm not going yeah. nice yes, to say yes, but I'll say he's 0. 0.3 a hero. Okay. 30% hero. <laughs> so at, at what level do we have, to, does, does it have to include bodily harm to be a hero? Does it? The, the, the it, risk of it, I, I think. Needs you have to, to incur there, yeah. some sort of expense, whether it's bodily, economically, which whereas buying a pizza is very small, but it's $10. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Usually I like, I, you know, I, I have a, an optimistic view of society. And like you, you think that for the most part, my, like my whole idea would be, you know, oh, everybody is a hero in yeah, some yeah. capacity, like, you know, in my perfect world. But for some reason, I'm going the exact opposite right now, which is very strange for me, where yes. I'm like, this doesn't sound like me, where I'm like, this guy isn't a hero. But I guess, an, and, and, now I'm like, you know, it, it goes into the whole sort of trophy element. Like you give everybody a trophy type of thing. Like yeah, people yeah. are called heroes way too often. Mm-hmm. What's, you know what I mean? Uh, I really want to ask you guys personally, what's the most heroic thing you guys have ever done? I, I saved people's lives. Okay. Mm. Can we hear about that? Yeah. <laughs> Care to elaborate? Oh, no, that doesn't sound interesting at all for exactly. a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so there was pizza involved. It's not a big, what? it actually wasn't that heroic. It's about um, Heimlich? Yeah. Yeah. We were eating mm. pizza at, uh, at, um, the 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 pool or whatever it was the Willows, which was like a swim club, um, and we were sitting around eating pizza, and I fucking love pizza, and I'm sitting there just enjoying the shit out of this pizza. It's Frankie's, by the way. Um, and wait, and the then, one in the valley? No, it was Jersey. Oh, okay. Um, I so we, I guess I was yeah, I was I was a sophomore. Oh yeah, in high school. Jesus. And I'm sitting there eating pizza, cool. And um, mm. my friend next to me starts starts coughing, starts coughing, and the the friend to his left, um hits him on the back and oh, he like all of a sudden is like legit choking mm. um and I, I remember very vividly being like god damn it fucking idiot like just hit him on the back now this guy's choking he's gonna die so i i set my pizza down stood up and i had seen somewhere that like you know you make a fist and you put it where it is and you that's how you do the heim like i literally just i don't remember how it was either one of those infomercials i don't know i don't know how i knew actually um some poster somewhere maybe Maybe it was just something. Yeah, it was some video something. Um, and yeah, and I, I, I knew exactly where to put it and exactly how to do it. And I gave him the Heimlich maneuver and, you know, one, two, three, boom, the thing came out. Um, and he's breathing. And I literally just sat back down and just started eating like without <laughs> saying a word because I was just really involved in the pizza. <laughs> um, and and people were like told that, you know, told the story, all this shit. Like, oh, Sean's fucking saved Steve's life. It was crazy shit. And I was like, I was just hungry, man. I, I almost, it was to the point where I almost don't remember it happening. Um, other than that, I, I don't remember. What are what are some other ones? I might think of another, but that's, I guess, at the moment, um, at first glance, the, the most heroic thing I've done. Uh, which, again, which honestly wasn't, it's not heroic. That's not heroic. Mm. That's not heroic. Not heroic saving someone's life? Your face was just so funny. Right now. <laughs> I just so can't think funny. of anything more heroic. I don't understand because what it, I didn't. There was no sacrifice. There to was me. yeah, nothing to be lost. Oh, I see. Because like, you're um, not running into a burning building, right? Okay, like, yeah. that's like true. The, the five seconds of me eating. Okay, my pizza so you're not thing, you're not right? a ten. What do you rate that on the hero scale? I don't think it registers. There Jesus. wasn't enough of a. There wasn't enough of Give a. Give yourself a little credit. That's what's crazy, but I don't. I don't know. I'll, Did I'll, anyone I'll else jump up and try to do the Heimlich? No. Okay. Don't you think that's something? Maybe, but I mean, maybe it was just the closest one to him. Maybe else, nobody, nobody, nobody well, else. There knew was how other to do people it. there. 
If it, okay, let's just say if he was maybe drowning. if maybe, he was drowning, maybe and no I one else in, knew, has the training that Batman has. But I, yeah, exactly. But I didn't. I didn't. Nobody else did have the training. Uh, but I didn't have training either. Well, so I guess I mean, yes, I you did. But but so if he was drowning and I jumped in, then it would have been heroic. More heroic. It would register a little bit higher. For me, I would say it, it would register. Period. I don't think it registers if there's no danger to you personally. Um, Sean, do you have a heroic moment? Not really. Um, no, never really hoping. Fell overboard in the sea story. and you jumped in and <laughs> saved him. Uh, no, Man overboard. Yeah, a, a dog fell in the water once, but that was no big deal. Um, we fished him out. Um, <laughs> no, I, I, there was uh, an instance where I could have been heroic and I chose not to. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I don't want to share it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no. Um, other than that, no, I don't really have any um, really heroic stories. That's, yeah, just. Um, what is your most heroic? What's moment? so funny is it has to do with pizza. <laughs> I can't believe it has to do with pizza. That is weird. Not only that, it's matzo pizza. <laughs> it's the gym. Matzo pizza is something you will eat, obviously, on Passover. Sure. Because you can't eat bread. So you'll mm. take some right. piece of matzo. It's like a big ass cracker. <laughs> put some tomato sauce and cheese on it and put it in a microwave. And it's matzo pizza. That's all there is to it. Anyways, sure. I was with my friend. I was young. I was like 11. He was 11. He has diabetes, juvenile diabetes, obviously, serious. He had the pump. Mm. And uh, he just had a seizure while we were eating matzo pizza. Oh, wow. I run, as he was eating and he was kind of like choking on it. So I didn't really know what to do. I was young. I was like 11. So I kind of just, he fell kind of to the floor. I just kind of helped him like on the floor and I called 911 and they kind of like talked me through it. That's all. And I basically like, put him on his side and like make sure he wasn't like choking and shit like that. Kind of just waited until the ambulance got there. Anyways. But people always said like, that's, that was so heroic because I was like a young boy. Oh, I dragged a guy out of the street once he was having a seizure. That's hmm. somewhat heroic. A couple weeks ago. There. Yeah, well, I You guess. just forget about that? What? You- yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I was I was walking to get coffee basically, and it was like a, a guy essentially had like fallen in, on fountain. Um, so yeah, I ran over and I like you know grabbed him. He had this other guy, old, like much older guy with him who wasn't able to do anything. So I I, I pulled the guy over to the sidewalk, um, and you know you had to roll him onto his right side or is it yeah right side. Yeah, having a seizure. Exactly. Um, and I just kind of held his it head because he's having a fucking. Yeah, it does. Yeah, because that's how your stomach empties, basically. Oh, yeah. okay, so you don't sure. kind of choke on your own vomit. Yeah. So I, I basically held his head because it's you know it's a fucking cement. So like my hand, my hand got all fucking. Well, I guess there you go. That's heroic. My hand got fucked up as I was holding his head and it's like having a seizure. Sure. So my hand got all scraped up. Hmm. What was that? Yeah. So, We're still yeah. going. We just got to the delay. Oh, whatever. It's fine. Okay. So, long story short, I can't deal with this because there's no. too much of a delay. And I'm just going to say, I don't know, man. <laughs> wow, I hate the set of my, my voice. Yeah. I don't know. I either. just don't know, man. Wow. <laughs> when the politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking, Spend some time collectively politinkering with the show where I don't know, man. Cause the truth is, I don't know, man. I just, I don't know, man. I just,